Takeover Mars showing up, dropping off five gift subs for chat gang here. So thank you so much for that, Mars. Um, we see Tomb King, uh, Tristan, Heavy D6, and uh, Arda Circle, or Arctic Circle, sorry, uh, showing up. So hello, chat gang. How's it going? Uh, I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in theater, uh, <laughs> joined tonight by Professor Xavier. Uh, coming off chat gang be- uh, the chat gang bench for episode 99 of Rantcast. How's it going, everybody? And how's it going, my, my friend? Oh, it's uh, it's going good. It's going fantastic. It's yeah. been a, it's been a good. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a weird month. We've been in the process of uh, selling our house and moving, so uh, it's been yeah, quite a uh, stressful experience. So and and you're are you're in school even taking summer classes now as well? Yeah. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So you you did that willingly? Like you you're like I'm gonna take summer classes and move, Ooh. which are like. No, I'm just super stubborn, and I'm just like, I'm too far in to be like, I'm going to break now. Like, I got to finish. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I just, like, I have to finish this. Like, I don't care what's in the way, even if I got to, like, pack up all my crap and move. Like, and we have no, and then the course I'm taking, it's an accelerated program. I have no time off. So, like, you go from one class ends, and then you get maybe three weeks out of the entire year that's, like, off. Wow. Um, so you're just jumping right into the next thing. So it's well, rough. I mean, you, you've been painting pretty consistently. I see, I see the photos go up in, in our discord every now and then of like the latest project. So you're, you're painting throughout this too. So you're just a grinder. You're just a person. Yes. Like yeah, uh, I don't sleep. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I deal with, uh, I deal with insomnia quite a bit. And so in those processes, I end up filling that time with try with mindless behavior, like painting and things like that to try to make me go to sleep, but ends up inevitably, I just end up getting a lot of work done in that time instead of going to sleep. See, I'm the opposite type of insomniac. I like, I, I just like check out, like I'm, I'm awake and I'm present, but I like, um, like I go my, I go totally mindless, like mind numb, but like I, that's where I like, I fall into like YouTube holes and I learn a, a bunch about, uh, you know, like, uh, what was it like rope works one time like i just one time i'm just like now i'm in a youtube hole learning about like rope and rope tricks and i'm like i have no interest in this it was because i was like working on writing my book and like uh you stumbled down a rabbit hole oh, well, and i had to figure out know? like a, the type <laughs> of knot that was used in the scene right like we're like i'm like this character would know what type of yeah. knot is being is being i bad. had to see this i had to see the snake bite the guy right right <laughs> like i <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just like, I guess that's what I did for four hours. And then like, it's, you know, 4am. I'm like, okay, I should try to go to sleep now. And then of course you go to bed and, and don't. See, I, and I, I, you know, I think you're going to teach me something today in this, in this episode of Rantcast. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am a mantic. Yes, I am a mantic. Um, I, I, I guess, yeah, I am a mantic uh, insomniac. Like I, I like to be productive if I can't sleep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's. Well, can I ask how long you've 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 struggled with insomnia? Uh, for about, uh, for about four or five years now. Five years. Yeah. Um, but it's mainly, and and it's weird. Um, like some, like I'll go weeks where I sleep just fine. I'll sleep normally, and then I'll have just one one week out of a month or something where it's just not happening for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm similar. Um, I've got like sort of, um, you know, mine's usually like a little bit more week to week. 
like um so i'll have like a week where i just i don't sleep at all um and then like the next week i'll have like two nights where like i, I call them crash days where i'll have like just these crash days where like for me sleeping seven hours is like insanity if i sleep right. more than 10 hours i get a migraine like my body physically does not want to be like laying down that long um i will like it, it just i can't do it it's for whatever reason i feel i feel worthless like if i if i sleep more than seven hours or even yeah like 10 hours like i feel worthless like i feel like i've wasted my entire day i'm not motivated to do anything hmm. um see it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard it's like staring in an insomniac mirror of myself right now like <laughs> like, 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 like i will I like I will stay up till three AM and turn around and wake up by nine yeah. and be like ready to go. Yeah. No, I'm I'm a slug. I'm useless before ten AM. I, I I can't sleep, but I'm just I'm useless. Like I, I, I stay up it is a given that I'll be up till two AM every night no matter what. Um just the I can't think of a night that I've went to, I've gotten to bed before two AM in years. I mean if I do it's it's like once or twice. Um Right. Like <laughs> like and that's just physically going into my bed at about 2 a.m. And man, this uh, this uh, sub train's just been popping off. Soren gifted another five subs. Uh, thank you so much for that, as well as renewing his 23 years of support. So thank oh my you so God. much with that tier three sub. Thank you so much, Matt. Soren is a legend. Yeah, he, he is. is a straight legend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he also a, a prolific hobbyist as well. So. Oh, yeah. Love Soren's stuff. There's a lot of there is just a wealth of talent in our own little like tiny circle of the internet where, yes. where it's and and that's why I like to uh, you know showcase some of this this you know this talent that like you know we don't have huge Instagrams necessarily and you know not everyone's making videos and but um, I think it's important to show off a range of hobby um, especially when you have like newer comers to the hobby feeling like yes intimidated and, you know go ahead. and i feel like with the with the pandemic especially um the surge in the hobby has like grown exponentially um i've seen a lot of people that i've never um uh, would ever thought about getting into painting models or getting into wargaming anything like that that are just like you know what yeah sure i'll get into that yeah yeah um i mean i got uh just my buddy uh that lives down in florida um I video gamed with him for God, uh, 20 years. And, uh, he picked up his first box of models, uh, first box of Warhammer stuff and picked up some OCR bone reapers and started painting Hell them yeah. up. And... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually, uh, someone complimented your, uh, I think it was Arctic circle here earlier on co complimented the spoder, the spider. Oh, the, the spider. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so, what I was trying to go for with the spooters here was a, uh, I, I did like the red rock. I was trying to do like a, like a Mars theme. Oh, no, it was D6. Um, part of the spider. Sorry. Go on. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I was trying to do like a Mars theme S sort of thing with it. Um, I wanted to do like the spiders from Mars. I was trying to do like a David Bowie esque sort of thing with like his first band being the spiders from Mars. Right, and then yeah. I was going to have David Bowie like writing on top of these things. So I got like the little like old school like vintage spacemans from like the 1970s. Like I tried to keep like that that nostalgic like monster movie like 1970s well, sort of thing that you would see or like the 1950s. Well, like you get the super classic like sort of like uh, xenomorph eggs too. Like yes, like, like yeah, spider eggs, but like also they they homage like the xenomorph eggs too. And yes, that's pretty gnarly. And uh light detail the contrast in the reds on the on the rocks here between like the reds it, 
go ahead. It was something that I did with just very minimal effort. Um, this was done very quickly. Like I probably did all of those spiders over the course of, uh, I want to say a month and the, um, the terrain itself that I did for all the spiders and everything, I mean, took just a few hours. Um, it, it's really pretty quick. And like the amount, what I was trying to do was experiment with black and like, just cause I never really messed with black really in any of my models. I always mess with bright colors and, Black um, is tough kind of my... because it, it, it sort of becomes like this negative space, this like blob, yes. like even like well painted black. So you you almost have to have to paint not black, like a super super dark green or a super super dark. If you're going for on the warm spectrum, you want to go super dark green, yeah. or on the cool spectrum, blue, obviously. So so what was your approach then for for so 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 my approach for this was like okay, I'm gonna hit this guy with a butt with black, and then we're gonna try to dry brush all of his features out, and we're gonna try to manually highlight all of his features out. To like really bring him to life while still keeping like that's by just using that single color and trying to do as much as we could and actually yeah just manually highlighting and just adding just minimal breaks of color in there really just does pretty good wonders for black and you can do a lot with very little with yeah. black um man i i want to i want to touch i want to touch back on this in just a second because it sounds like you've got a like um minimalism is a a like just a, a talent, like being able to pull it off is like a really is is quite frankly a talent. Something you can work off like work at like any talent. You know, I don't want people to right. think like if I don't have an innate talent, I can't yeah. hashtag get it, good. Nothing, nothing is unachievable. I still draw stick figures. I'm not an I'm not an artist. Like, uh, you know, like I I, I started painting uh two two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um. Huh. And I just, I mean, the first model I painted, uh, I wish I would have submitted that picture to you. It looks like a third grader did it. Um, I mean, it looks terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I kept that model. I've kept that model. And like, that's my biggest thing in this hobby is that you never repaint what you've gone through. <laughs> like you always just keep progressing forward. Yeah. Eventually you can get to a point, I think, where you can be like, you know what? I'm going to strip it. But like when you're first starting out, don't like get rid of your old stuff because it's always nice to see that visual, like that visualization of like where you're going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like those sort of snapshots in time. Which yes, is, yeah, no, I, I I dig it. Um, let's see, uh, real quick. Um, there's a question in here. This is going to be a reset to the insomnia topic. Heavy D six. Is there okay. more to insomnia than just not being able to sleep? Um, so there. Uh, so when you're an insomniac. I don't know about you. Uh, you spend a lot of time reading about insomnia. <laughs> yes. Um, um, you, you read about it, and uh, the best way that I can describe it is that you it's not that you can't sleep. It's its a little bit deeper than that. It's like your brain just doesn't shut off. Mm -hmm. Like, you're just, you're processing thought constantly. And, like, you're processing thought so rapidly from the entire day that, like, you can, like, I don't know any other way that you like it's things that we do subconsciously, but like as an insomniac, you can feel it. You can see it. You can literally see you breaking down every thought, every idea for the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. The, the internalization is, is off uh, stress. Um, now everyone can experience insomnia. Like it's, it's, there's uh everyone can experience insomnia everyone has bouts of insomnia uh tends to like exactly follow stress levels so if you're stressed out you're gonna have uh you know st stronger bouts with insomnia my insomnia ramps up with my depression um so like when i'm at my around my sort of like a winter you know whatever it's called seasonal affective disorder um or when i'm ever when i'm around that period in time uh my insomnia will ramp up i'll 
I'll just not be like it isn't just an inability to sleep. It's an inability to like shut off. Like if that makes sense. Yes. Like for my my particular spirals, and then I get a double whammy, or I have night terrors, and so on the nights where I do sleep, sleep can be like torture for me. So where like I'm if you there's a fantastic documentary on Netflix that I refuse to watch, but it, I know it's fantastic because uh, I take there are people out there who you like trust and you'll take their opinion at a one to one. You know, like this is a one to one. This is as good as me having the opinion. So every, by all accounts, like the people I trust on this stuff, they're like it's it's fantastic and it's all about like uh, night terrors and sleep paralysis and stuff. And if you want to know what it's like, I'm told to go watch this because like what my friend was telling me about it. I'm like yeah, I can't watch this show. He's like, he's like, no, he's like, it's so fantastic. And he's like going through, it. I'm like, no, I, I live it. I don't, I don't need to watch it, man. Like I, I got it. Um, ironically enough, or, or poetically enough, one of my favorite night terror stories features a spider. I'm going to go ahead and rabbit hole for the evening here. Um, so me and Spoders, we're not a, we like, we have a rule. Okay. Like, like spiders, uh, you're not allowed to get bigger than my boot. Otherwise okay. you kill on sight. You must be destroyed. Um, and, uh, so, go ahead. So, so this is where you just become the Terminator if you ever moved to Australia kind of vibe? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, like yeah. I would just like, I would go full on, like I would lose my shit. I'd be like, I'd be the Florida man of, of Australia, <laughs> like dude in underwear hunt spiders. Like it's just a shot of me, like dad bod and all, like just my hair more wild than it normally is just disheveled and like fucking spiders everywhere. And like. I would lose it. 15 inch, 15 inch tall spiked boots that he yeah, walks around. Yeah, like just just in underwear, like actually like like I'm a boxer kind of guy. Uh, but like but like I will switch for the visual to just tidy whities and boots with the spikes on them, steel toes, you know, like the whole yeah, like super super like super tan on like my torso except for my belly and legs because they never ever tan no matter what. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, uh, so, so like, spiders, uh, they're never allowed to get bigger than my foot, and they are allowed to in- inhibit my – or they're allowed to exist in my space. So, like, if there's a spider hanging over there on the light, you get to live because you eat the bugs that annoy me more. But if you enter my direct space, you must be destroyed. So uh, See, I also have that same relationship with mine. But there are some that I'm just, like, you know, it's clearly harmful. It's like, I'll pick up some and just, like, let them, yeah, like, I'll get a sheet of paper. Outside. I'll get a sheet of yeah, paper. Yeah, or just like, – be like, hey man, go back outside. You're not allowed but to. No. You're not allowed to in my direct space. So, so this is. So I'm not. I'm not a full on like arachnophobe, but like me and spiders. Like, if I can see your mandibles, like you must be destroyed. Uh, <laughs> I'm more grossed out by centipedes. So I, I, oh, I share that yeah, story. No, I don't do. Yeah, I don't do centipedes. Lily, Lily, well. no, no, no. So that's a, that could be a TOS violation. My daughter just roaming in in her underwear. <laughs> <laughs> ganked by children um so uh yeah so so I, I set the backdrop i explained that me and spoder's relationship to to tell this next story so this is when i was still a magic grinder with uh with Haywo, um in his okay. early days of magic grinding and kind of the twilight days of mine all right so i'm falling out of it as he's getting into it and um we're going uh we're, we're, we're road tripping with our team right so you usually have yep. a bunch, bunch of people we we go to i believe this was uh, GP Indy, uh, okay, Grand Prix in, in Indy, and this would have been like the mid the mid aughts or early teens, somewhere somewhere you know between like probably like 2010 ish around there, like somewhere around there. Um, okay, I was playing. I 
think I was still on Survival Bant at the time, though I might have been on Icarid, depending on if it's earlier or later. So were you playing? Uh, were you playing standard, modern? A legacy, big, big, big legacy. Like, oh, legacy, le- legacy. Huge, okay, okay. Huge legacy fan. Yeah. So I, I was probably on like either uh, early. I was either on the end of my dredge career because the people just started main decking hate and just hated dredge yeah. out of like legacy. Yep. Like No more dredge. Everyone's bringing like four Tormod's crypts. Like yep. main <laughs> yep. deck. Like and you're yep. just like okay, I can play through like I can play through three hate cards. I can't play through people bringing in eight because they're they've got their four main deck and they've got four in their board and i'm just like i can't and then they printed stuff that just like auto hated the grave like uh the, the shaman guy who just like hates your graveyard yeah um so i'm playing uh and i hadn't told the rest of the team like so so hey what knows about my night terrors he's he's known me for a long long time uh but i hadn't told the team about them it, it just didn't occur to me to mention them and so I'm like laying in bed, and as one does when you when you lay in bed with like other like other people, is like you kind of have your space, you know, and like you this is my space, and so like I'm laying there, and I like to sleep with my like sort of uh, you know forearm on like my forehead or or my or my eyes in the crux of my elbow, and so I just apparently the babies do this, it's for breathing reasons, but uh, so yeah, anyway I'm sleeping there, and I just like I open my eyes. And I see the headboard in my peripheral vision, and I see these little spindly limbs come up and over and grip the headboard. Nope. <laughs> and I, I rolled out of bed as this, you know, gargantuan spider, looking rather similar to actually what you've painted here. Just a little bit more, like, a little bit more spindly. Comes rushing at me, and I'm just, like, swinging fists and, like, backing up. And oh everyone my God. in the room... Except for Joe, like, uh, except for Joe. Joe just kind of rolls over, and everyone in the other bed just sits, shoots up and sits up, and they look at me, and I'm like, and, you know, I'm kind of, like, coming out of the night terror and swinging, and I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I have night terrors. And I'm like, <laughs> just like, but I, I learned a couple things about myself. Like, I might be afraid of spiders, but I will fucking fight them. <laughs> like, so my fight or flight response is, like, I'm proud oh, of my it. God. I'm proud of it. Oh well, I didn't mean to. I, I, you, sh- you should have prefaced. Do not include arachnids. In... No, no, no. I think it. I think it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I understand the uh, the graveyard hate. I was a living. I was a living in player in modern. So yeah, I definitely understand well, you, the Tormon script and uh, you just like you're main decking them. Like you're main decking them. Like you know, like the rage that comes over you when you when you show up to like a tournament with a thousand people. And all of your opponents have main deck grave hate. Insane. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, I definitely remember those MTG days. Uh, I think I was at a, I was in a GP in Kansas City uh, around the same time um, as you were in the GP for Indy. Um, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was quite the uh, that was quite the experience. Um, and that was like towards when I was falling out of magic too. That was towards my my downswing of magic as well. Well, what what ended up happening is I found my absolute favorite deck I have ever played, and it was a uh, survival band, right? And it was just yep. the most fun. I, it was it it had a combo finish, like uh, it had like a little land toolbox because you could you could survival for a night night of the reliquary night of the reliquary into like you know grabbing some stuff. It had a uh, I had a royal, uh, I had a loyal retainers combo with Emrakul in there, and like it was just my absolute favorite deck. I I beat lands with Rafik, swinging with a zero, a zero one noble hierarch under an ensnaring bridge, 
that went like into an eleven, you know, an eleven twelve, just like uh, you know, because lands like uh, creatures with uh, you know uh, power or you know power greater than your hand greater size than can attack right. and zero, you know, so he's got no cards in hand. Noble hierarch is zero one. You attack, then the triggers, and then it gets all of its 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 beef. And I brought in Rafik the Manly off the sideboard to bring <laughs> him in just for lands players, and the lands player just just shouted, "Judge, who the fuck plays with Rafik the Many? Rafik of the Many? Who?" And he was livid. Oh my! And Joe is standing right there over my shoulder, and he's like, "Uh," and if you can imagine, uh, hey, was cadence and is like sort of deadpan. He's like, "Uh, the guy who just beat you." And just like <laughs> fucking, dude, you are speaking parallels to me right now. When we were at the uh, when we were at the GP, I played uh my, for my one of my sideboard cards. I was running Boil, mm. and like no one ever plays Boil. So like I go and take Boil to this tournament, and then I hit uh I hit uh oh god what what was it uh Storm? I hit Storm. And I end up boiling the guy's all of his islands off. And he just goes, well, that destroys all my lands. And I was like, yeah, that's what boil does. It blows up all your lands. And he goes, who the fuck plays boil? And like, just had this moment where he just raged out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's like, that's, that's oh. the thing. It's like, but yeah, so so uh, Survival Bat was like my absolute favorite deck I've ever played. And then they banned Survival. Because of the stupid protean ooze, like Hulk garbage, you know, sort of green green survival deck, and I was just sitting over here like having the most fun ever with my deck, and then they like banned it, and I transitioned into like no pro, and I played like Maverick for a little bit. I played like I like mid range with combo finishes, you know, like okay, right, like I I like have like I I play like a control player, so I tend to need control elements in my deck. You know, uh, a days early or a, like a force of will on in, in the hand, and then you kind of like catch them in the mid range and finish off with a combo. Is like just kind of how I like to play the game. Um, and it never, it never like I just it, it was like I was outside, like and it was raining, and I was looking in at everyone having fun in Magic: The Gathering, and I'm just like out there and I'm being rained on, and I'm like I'm not having the same amount of fun these these <laughs> folks are. And then like I look over as like the ambulance pulls away with survival in the back, and I'm just like, you know, it's time. So you know, a bunch of life stuff too. It's never ever just like one thing. You know, I you I can play a game for my friends. I can I can find right. my fun in different ways. Uh, I was about to make Infect about uh, about the time I quit playing because Infect was just. Oh, oh man, so nothing good. gets people people saltier than losing to poison. Like just Oh my god. Yeah, in fact it was super good. Oh man. So so was, you know, Reanimator uh was coming back around and I love uh you know, death and black decks and stuff like that. So like I could go to Reanimator. Um which of course is the deck that, that Haywa went on to win GP Milwaukee with was Reanimator, as I recall. So um yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, Magic: The Gathering talking uh, going on here, but um, I don't know. I, Age of Sigmar is is uh, I'm like a different person in Age of Sigmar than I used to be in Magic. Magic, I, I really did play yes. for the salt. Yes. Like yes, and that's why uh, that's why I ended up falling out of it because like I was the the two big things that I was really into was Magic: The Gathering. And uh, video gaming, like 
competitively like those were big for me like playing any kind of first person shooters and especially like back in the day like playing like old like old halo 2 and like halo 3 and stuff like that competitively like that's where i was and so i grew up in that culture that culture is laden with salt Mm -hmm. so like i didn't know anything different until i came in here and then once i discovered age of sigmar because um one of my uh really good friends was like hey man uh come try this game out with me and i ended up getting sucked it well i ended up getting sucked into it by going into there looking for a damn paintbrush to paint some damn dnd minis okay <laughs> like i was getting in D, like we were painting some minis i was like i need a paintbrush but i didn't want to drive 30 minutes to the other hobby store i was like i'll just go to the warhammer store and get a paintbrush went in and then i was like damn it these models are super cool they'd be super cool for my dnd models and then one thing led to another i got like four armies now so like the um uh, so yeah, it, it sucked me in. Like I was in. Like I was I was all the way in. And then once I started getting into it and like meeting like people in the community and seeing like how nice everybody was and like how helpful people were and like how supportive people can be, like it, it changed me. Like I was just like, this is what am I doing? And so like I just kind of like just fell out just instantly of all the stuff that I did before. Like I was just like, this is this is horrible. I don't enjoy this. Like this just made me mad. And I just like got pleasure out of like salting on other people so right well that that was that was like you you just described like my league of legends career which was probably one of the more successful aspects of my competitive gaming i mean i was a alternate which is meaningless uh on what was then team curse i think now team liquid like so i was just in the sparring groups but it was you know it felt accomplished i was making money running tournaments and and uh uh shout casting and uh, you know, I was, you know, diamond ranked and, you know, platinum ranked when, when diamond wasn't around and, and when there wasn't yep. even an ELO system, I was playing with all the early developers, the guardsman bobs, like the, the, like that was that early air era of, you yep. know, before the junk, like as the jungle was even developing into a position, you know, right. when, yep. when the concept of mid and like in that era of I was pretty good, but like it got to a point where I was only having fun if I was winning. And if I wasn't winning, the only other way to have fun was to just dunk on people and piss them off. Right. And like, like that, was to troll, troll my teammates, yep, troll whoever are... I can get, whoever yeah, I can exactly. trigger, like whoever yep. I can get to trigger. And uh, I, I recently played a game with Sajil. Um, it was recently, like, a year ago or something like that. Just totally cold. I go in there, we play a ranked, like, flex ranked or whatever it is, like, the new mode where you can play with people even though you're different ranks, and I decayed right, down right. to, like, gold, and I think he was, like, bronze or silver or whatever. And so I just go in there, and I'm, like, basically, like, I'm just, like, beating the crap out of the other jungler and just, like, trolling him in chat, like, the whole time. I'm like, oh, man, like, stole your red buff again. Like, I just, like, when I, like, I go into invade his jungle, go take stuff, like, uh... Don't worry about your red, I already got it for you. And just, like, just being a shit. And, like, I feel bad for Sajil because he saw a side of me that nobody ever really gets to see. And he was just laughing the whole time because we're in voice chat. And I'm just like... Oh, right, right. And, like, like, those moments you do. Like, you laugh, you know. But, like, there's a serious tone to that. Like, you're like... It comes from someplace I'm literally getting enjoyment. Right. Right. I'm I'm getting enjoyment by making someone else's life miserable. Like... Like, I'm laughing and, like, I'm, like, you know, you're having a conversation. Just as amicable as right now. But in the game, the comments and the stuff, I'm, like, I am ruining someone's night. Like, I am just ruining... And I'm, like... 
I like I I had to walk away from like League of Legends even though uh Kane uh so he uses the coolest weapon ever which is like if you can't use a katana use a scythe. Like oh yeah, absolutely. Right. If this is this is objectively a truth to the world uh <laughs> oh, scythes absolutely. and katanas are like the two coolest weapons around. Um so he uses a scythe and like his playstyle is just it's 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 so much fun. And so I was having the most fun I had had because of this hero, even though he, w he wasn't like a meta pick, so I was one tricking at the end. I was actually finally having fun just playing the game. But then when someone would pick him or ban him, I would just be like, like it just like not. Have I'm like, why do I? Why am I doing this to myself? Like, like this conditional amount of fun, this this putting a ceiling on the amount of fun I can ever have in something. Excuse yep. me. Yes, Lily. Go talk to your mother, please. I'm recording my show right now. <laughs> Gosh. Um, it's because mom said no. That's why she comes to ask daddy. Um, no, so, uh, uh, but the thing with, like, Magic and this thing with League of Legends, and I think League of Legends is, like, the extremist version of it, because Magic the Gathering, I do enjoy the game. Like, I, I keep four EDH decks and bring them with me to every AOS tournament still. If you run into me at an AOS tournament and you're you're one of those people who who still plays Magic, you'd be like, "Hey, Meth, like you got your EDH with you." And I'm like, "Oh, I've got it right here." And like, pull out the case and unfurl it, and like, light will shine down as I open up the box, and I'll pull out one of my EDH decks. I genuinely love Magic: The Gathering as like a game. It's it's a lot of fun. Even before I knew what a Planeswalker was, I was imagining I was like some like para elemental powerful being like. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like. like you know, I, I remember, you know, seeing my my uh, my grandma's friend, uh, Scott, who got me into magic when I was like 10, you know, really young. I mean, this is white border days. He had this pewter life counter with like the chaos wizard dude on it. And I just like remember being enamored with what is this nerd shit. And so I still like at a level love magic, but I don't like the sort of conditional aspect of fun that I was putting on myself. And when I say like, the thing I love the most about Age of Sigmar is that it's the place where all the voices in my head come together to play. That's what yep. I mean. Like, it's, it, it like, you know, depending on the month, my favorite thing might be something else, you know, but like the passion I have for, for Age of Sigmar yes. is so total. It it's, is. It's, it's unrelenting. Like, um, and especially for, uh, especially for me, because um, I, I was that same way with Magic 2. But the the big thing for me with magic was that once they once you started kind of seeing through the cracks of magic, that's when um, it kind of uh, went downhill for me. Mm -hmm. Of course, my dog's gonna bark now. No, it's all right. I've been ganked by my <laughs> but, daughter twice. We're good. But um, the the thing with magic for me was it was the when when you started seeing that like they were just making cards to get you to to buy them and then they would turn around and they would ban them. Like when bans started becoming kind of like a flavor of the week in magic, that's when I could kind of start falling off for me. Cuz like you never could they they started capping your own fun like you were talking about. Like all these combos and things like that, you'd be like these are great. Like I had one buddy that went through four different decks in 3 months cuz they just banned the deck and then you had to go buy something else and like that's $400 each time. Yeah. And then, you know, then it's worthless. I, I mean part of so. my um my tolerance, I think, for Age of Sigmar is a lot higher than, you know, what seems to be the community norm. Um, you know, like, I feel like I'm that uh, I'm that James Franco first time meme a little bit. Right. Whenever someone complains about something in, like, in, in Age of Sigmar a little bit. Because I'm just like, 
Like, let, you know, let me tell you young whippersnappers what it was like in my day, like right. playing Magic the Gathering, living, living and dying by the by the ban list month to month. You know, at, right. least, you get, you, at least you get you, six months before the FAQ underwhelms you. <laughs> do you want to see my book of grudges? <laughs> my GW book of grudges? Yeah. Yeah. Fun detected. We, we, yeah, right. We, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> but with, at least with Age of Sigmar, I know that no matter how bad that model is, I can play with that model. Uh-huh. Or, you know, how ridiculous it is, like, I can play with that model. Well, they're, like, they're never going to take that away from me. Well, I, I think part of it's, the, the, culturally speaking, like, you look at the communities between Age of Sigmar and Magic the Gathering, or uh, with video games especially. Like, video games, you have no grassroots movement. You must do what the developers, what guardrails the developers put on it. If they ban this cha- if if this champion is getting banned out in the meta or this champion's been nerfed into oblivion in league of legends or like you, there is there is no recourse you you don't get to to like sort of infuse it if if somebody's like if somebody is, looks at me and they're like yeah if games workshop is like yeah we're banning nagash i'm just going to like give them the middle finger and like right. ask my friends if i can play with nagash they'll be like yeah right. sure like that right. that sort of like the player for me, that's why I focus on, you know, chat gang. I focus on the community with my content because, like, I kind of don't care what Games Workshop does. Right. Keep, keep releasing cool models and, like, have yep. rules that are, like, keep the rules trending in the direction they're going. Uh, I don't want to play a busted game that, that just functionally right. doesn't work. But honestly, I don't need to – I don't need them to tell me how to have fun with their game. Exactly. Uh, in no, fact, exactly. I, I would reject – their notion like i'm a contrarian if they told me how i'm supposed to have fun with their game i would go the opposite direction so like leave me alone to play with my friends right exactly uh i i i 100 like agree like that the creative freedom that this game has and that like when stuff is like the way that they write things and and things like that like the it's for the most part it's it's fairly open ended to like interpretation especially like when it comes to like the narrative side um and, and that kind of stuff so like that's very cool cuz it allows you to like just to transform and create cool stories um in those universes um and like do whatever you want um and, and that's what i loved about it was like you know in magic you know like it was a static environment um so like you know i'm playing on a table i got my play mat like i'm drawing x cards i'm getting this it's a very linear experience well, right it's a very linear experience whereas like this was just so much more like there was so much more there was like the terrain the battle plan the armies that are being played there's just so much like so many more factors to consider well, well, when playing the game well it's like, like in magic you get to the point where like you're at a 60 40 or like a like a you're like a blow 80 20 you have no chance of beating this deck right Right, like exactly. You literally have no chance of beating that deck. <laughs> exactly. You know, like you have less than a snowball's chance in hell. If you, if you if you if you go you walk into, I uh, I was playing um, this is uh, Dredge. I, I tend to call it Icarid because it's, it's the nomenclature that it was was popular as I was playing it, and then Dredge right. became the ubiquitous term for the archetype. Um, so so I was playing Dredge. Uh, so uh, Lion's Eye Diamond, like four twenty blaze it Icarid, the fastest. You know, like the fastest version of Icarid, and then later on, I toned it into like a. Uh, I took Flamekin Zealot out of the deck, and I I had a main deck Iona, okay. and that was my and that was my combo target. Uh, my Dread Return target was just an Iona, and then it was just all just just pummeling you with like spooky ghosts and zombies, like 
but as fast as possible and slow. Exactly. Um, and and uh, so I even took like the FKZ out, and I I remember like going into uh, playing against the only deck that was faster than Icarid at the time was uh, 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 Goblins. Uh, what was it called? Goblin Charbelcher. Charbelcher. Okay. The only deck, the only combo deck faster than me. The only deck that was faster than FKZ, Lion's Eye Diamond, Icarid at the time. Um, and playing into them blind and being at such a level of knowledge, I'm like, the only deck that beats me blind in this matchup with the hand I'm holding is Charbelcher. First game. And I look at him and I go, Charbelcher. With a blind Cabal Therapy. So Cabal Therapy, name a card, right. uh, reveals hands, pull the card from their, rip the card from their hand. And his face, he just went like, like, just like, it wasn't the like, this motherfucker's cheating. It was like pure impressed. You know, this guy, like this headphones man with like his, his, his uh, spectacles that he pushed up on the bridge of his nose when he was playing across from me. He just pushes them, and he had, like, a tweed jacket. He looked like a college professor. Like, pushes them up and just, like, reveals the hand, and I rip the Charbelcher. And, like, and, like, did the, like, the snowball's chance in hell in the matchup. Like, and I'm like, I just need one turn. I'm going to pop off on this guy. And he just, like, top decks into his uh, separate win condition, which is empty the Warrens, and just blows me up anyway. And I'm just like, like, I, I'm like, I, like... and and that's the thing is like you have such a you have such a like in 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 magic the gathering like you can get land screwed you can mill into oblivion and and you can have some just bad top decks but for the most part the matches especially in a three three game format like they tend to play out who should win tends to win the skill you have to get to a requisite level of piloting the deck and then you just you play the cards, you know. Um, MTG talk, lucky never got in. Yeah, sorry, sorry to put you to sleep, my friend. Um, but but with 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 Age of Sigmar, like there's two factors: the player skill level is a little bit lower than an MTG or other competitive stuff, just through the nature of the game. It's a time sink. Yep. It takes a lot of time to to grind games and get better. Um, and um. And the other factor is the sort of three-dimensional play, and, you know, it's 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 a lot easier to go if, then, A, B, C, D, than if you have this card than play, right? And, and when right. you're in three dimensions, it's a little bit harder to, like, internalize that and learn that all. So, like, the skill the skill play, uh, the player base is a little bit lower, which makes you feel like if you're a better player, you have a better chance. And this has been corroborated by J.P. Janice's uh, list bot math, uh, comparing, like, player skill levels and stuff like that. He's, he's corroborated this premise here. So, skill level actually tends to matter a little bit more in AOS. Um, and then the other factor is, like, because it's played in three dimensions, because it is more random than just your top decking, like, you know, shuffles yep. and stuff like that, like, statistically speaking, the way, like, math tends to seed out with, with a 60-card deck, I mean, it, it's a lot more consistent than literally random-ass dice. Like, dice are supposed well, I... to bell curve out. Uh, they just don't work that way because dice aren't truly random. Uh, true right. random. They're different weights and imperfections in the casting of the dice that they use rounded edges as opposed to sharper edges, what we're rolling on the blah, 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 tons of factors that make them actually not give us random number seeds. Um, so like, because dice are weird and uh, we're playing in three dimensions, you can actually snowball's chance in hell beat somebody that you have no business yep. beating. And that just keeps me engaged in the game a little bit more than it does. Like, you know, in right. magic, the gathering, what do I, if I'm in a losing matchup, what do I do? I shit talk to get you out of your game. Yep. And hope you fuck up. Uh, 
I literally had a, I literally had a match uh, two weeks ago. Um, played uh, spiders in the new 3.0 rules and beat Seraphon with spiders. You played spiders? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how did you get into spoders? Like what? So I just love these guys. I love the models. Like I loved everything about them. Like they they were just cool. And I didn't care that they were bad. Like I knew that they were bad. But that was always my thing was that I, I like taking stuff that people don't see a lot of and then you take it out and play it. So like I'm one of those guys that like I'll eat a loss. I don't care. It's not that big of a deal to me. Um, just to go in and just try something weird just to see if it works or not. Right. So, um, that's how I usually dissect most of my list building is just play it, try it. You don't know how it's going to do until you try it. Right. Do the Wayne Gretzky. You miss it. Most a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do think that our, our community could benefit a little bit more from, um, like, I, I don't harsh on, on net listing or net decking. Like, I've never, again, yep. I'm wired different. Maybe it's like coming over from Magic the Gathering thing where, like, net listing, I don't care. It gives you known commodities. Known commodities aren't a bad thing when you're trying to get good at the game. You know what right. is roughly in this stuff and so on and so forth. I do think that we have this, we do get in our own way a little bit too much in our game, in, in Age of Sigmar, where we don't, where we're like, we get a perception that, like, a model is crap or, like, some talking head tells them that a model's crap and like there's mathematically speaking there are certain like truths that like yes this thing objectively isn't worth its points in this way but like i always come back to something like black knights in in legions of nagash originally and there i mean rip black knights now pour out a fody they're one of the the only units that didn't fare good in 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 the soul blood gravelords tome i got my fun out of them uh it's okay it's not as bad as what happened to tomb kings i I'll be fine. Right. No. You know, like yeah. I don't need to I don't need to be consoled here. But um, you know, like looking at the holistic picture of your army, what do Black Knights do in this army? I know that on a like a, a point for point comparison to this uh, eels, like they're crap cavalry. And you know, like and you can do st- these comparisons cross faction and stuff like that. Right. And people never have that sort of bal- that the proper balance between sort of the macro and the micro view of the game. And if you talk to any RTS player, because, you know, like, you got to have macro-micro. We're playing a real-time RTS. Right. Uh, real, Even though real-time is RT. Sorry. We're playing yeah. a live RTS when it comes to Age of Sigmar. Resource yes. management, macro, macro and micro, like, map control, board control, you know, like, and then the micro, the actual interactions and the movement. Like, you're, you're doing that at all times, and it starts at list building. Like just like your build order in an RTS, and it's it's something like I, I I want people to have that ability to zoom in and zoom out on the micro and the macro to really have a more holistic view of their army. Um, and there's so many great conversations going on in Shack Gang right now. Like I want to like reference each yeah. one of them. Um, but we got to talk about hobby too. So we'll see if we can do this uh, do this sort of rapid fire version. Hotspur, thank you so much for resubbing. Fifteen years of of of, of uh, supporting me, so thank you so much for that. Um, I, 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 it's come up a couple times with, with, with Tomb Kings. I mentioned that, uh, you know, if they ban out Nagash, you know, uh, I was maybe being flippant. I'm used to playing, uh, getting the things that I love taken away from me. 
uh, Ao, I'm a, you know, no, um, <laughs> like I, like I can find a way to have have my own fun, and I think in Age of Sigmar, when you do have a hobby game, you're enabled or an end empowered. Um, I think that Games Workshop can do a better job of empowering the players in certain ways. Like Anvil of Apotheosis seems like a pretty good way of empowering the players yep. to like make make their cool hero. Balance wise, yes. the rules aren't there yet. We need to we need to like you know it's it's gone now. It's three but hopefully we see Anvil of Apotheosis come back in some form that is match play acceptable. Or at least there's some really cool tournaments where you get to use an Anvil of Apotheosis hero as like the shtick of that tournament, right? Well, and and that's what I was I was really hoping that they would they would really like take that a step further and like in the new battle tomes, like put their own Anvil of Apotheosis in each battle tome. Oh, that'd be metal. Yeah, yeah they could know, just tear then... out the path of uh, the the path of glory section and no. I'm sorry. <laughs> that'd be mean. That's cruel. Um, no, I, I, but like something like that, like empowering your players to to be able to sort of like play in three dimensions a little bit more with with their army. That's why the FAQ came out and they said something about like proxies. And I think Haywo did a good job of this, like where they answered proxies. And he's like, of course, I don't know why anyone would even ask the company this because you know what the company is going to say that wants to sell you models. They're going to tell you no proxies, but. But I'm like, okay, so the proxy thing is, like, something I expected. Like, of course they're going to tell you don't proxy. They're going to want you to buy the thing that it's supposed to be. Um, There's two problems with that answer that they gave in the FAQs. The first one being that some of their models aren't available. You have no... You have no recourse but to scratch, build, or proxy. Like, so that's a dumb answer to that FAQ on on the surface level. And then the second one is they said paint schemes. And they specifically targeted uh with like the hammers of uh, ha- uh the hammers of sigmar or whatever and they're like oh, yeah. if my army's painted like hammers blah, blah, blah. and i'm like book you right like it's just to the moon <laughs> you will never tell me or anyone in this community how to paint our models hey, no never I and lo- you will and and i 100 percent at the gw events that i will never attend at the local events that I'm going to attend, the TOs are going to be like, it's fine. <laughs> right, and and that's where this this player empowerment, this grassroots thing that I, I love talking about in Age of Sigmar is so, is so pertinent. Like, okay, sure, you show up to a, a GW-specific tournament in New Orleans. Um, you might not be on the, like, you're probably not going to be on the camera on stream. If you, but I, I bet you they still are going to let you in there if, with your, if your paint's like, if you're playing Hammers of Sigmar and they're not painted as Hammers of Sigmar. Like, I, I almost guarantee it. That would be... Well, and, Go on. Oh, and most of those recasts are so good anymore that you can't even tell them apart. Right. Like, from... And, like, so, like, are they going to bring a lab kit out? Like, are they going to shave no. the plastic, like, no. off to, like, test and see if... No, they're not going to do that. No, this so is... like... What do, what do they call it? The, bro- the broken window... Uh, uh, broken window doctrine or whatever. Um, You set the line... You So, like... People don't go around breaking windows, like, as a rule. Like, it's just not, like, right. usually a thing. So you, you have to say, like, don't break windows. Because you're saying where the line is of things that you find acceptable. Because okay. if without a, without setting a line at all, people will keep going and going and going to find a line. So you have to right. tell people where the line is so that they know roughly where to stop. And I think that's really what it is. It, it's called the the broken window paradox, the broken broken window Somebody in right. chat who's smarter than me. It's it's called like <laughs> it's it's got a, a broken window rule, the broken window paradigm, something like that. I know it's broken window something. 
Yeah. So like it that's what it, it they're just they're just setting the line to be like, "Hey, don't go like so that you know where the line is because otherwise people will just keep pushing and pushing and pushing like they did with 40k and then right. there, no line was ever established, people showing up with gray plastic." So they have to have this broken window doctrine. Like they have to have sure. But again, like if they ever try to enforce this, like half the community will just like double guns and the other half will be like shrug and oh, yeah. d- ignore them. Like there's no way in hell. Uh, no. But, but that is part of the power of Age of Sigmar that I love is it's, it's, you know, like talk to your TO like, Hey man, like, is this okay? And they're just like, yeah, that's cool. Nine yeah, times out of 10. Mostly, it's right. Most of, most of the time TOs just don't like your local TO is just not going to care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so got the, uh, yeah, I, I do feel bad about, about Tomb Kings. I, I did want to elaborate on it a little bit. Um, oh, empowering yeah. players is, is the important part. Now it's really cool to like, um, like convert your whole army to be Tomb Kings stuff, which is like sweet. And like, you get to physically feel like you're still playing Tomb Kings, mm-hmm. but on the other side, you still want to have rules that like affirm your assertion. Like I want to be told that like, yes, what I am doing truly exists and it doesn't just exist in my head. So there is a, something to be said for that. That said, I, I, sorry, Tomb King players. I don't think it's, I don't think it's happening. Like, I just, I don't see them coming back in. They, Games Workshop thinks that they did bring them back with Ossiarch Bone Reapers. And uh, they, they, they did in a new way, you know, and it, it's, you know, it's just more Eastern influence as opposed which to, which I dig, but, but, right. As opposed to the Egyptian influence and, but I think Tomb King players are looking specifically for Egypt. I think I think the way they solve this is is with like uh like down the line I want to see like a Death Magus faction. So we've gotten yeah. our vampires, we've got our like bone like our super shredder serum, like bony boy skeleton yep. faction, we've got our ghouls, um, and we got our ghosts. What's missing for me now is like Death Magus. And if you take like the 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 like Nehekara like um, Neferata like look at the Neferata sculpts and the Archon sculpts, yep. don't go for Egypt, go for that. You know what I'm saying? And I think right. you can you can kind of appease like a visual that gets close to like like an Egyptian style without being like uncopyrightable, which is what they're worried about, right? Like that's right. the reason you can't copyright Egypt. That's the whole reason they just like kind of abandoned it. To my understanding, right. So, like, yeah, yeah it's it's kind of hard to just be like, yeah, like we're gonna copyright Egyptian culture, you yeah. know, in history. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, so like, I think if you you lean into that that aesthetic, go with the death mages. You can get some like reanimated dead via the death mages. Go really, really hard at the paint on that that aesthetic. Like the super, like the necromancer, the death mages are like they're embalming folks and they're making like corpse constructs and you know really, really. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the Frankenstein's monster clan yep. molder, like over the top yep. with like a with a Nehakara vibe and just yes, like there's yes. so there's so much creative freedom to do that and then so I I don't I don't think we're gonna see Tomb Kings back i just maybe the old the old world probably but here i don't think so and who knows what the old world is even is but i'm saying there's a chance the liar or the uh dumb and dumber quote 
<laughs> so you're saying there's a chance i mean like i mean there's the rumors are you know going around the chaos dwarves are coming back too so i mean that it's started not... with the with the shield on uh with the auric war clans yeah yeah so i i don't know about that that might have been a, a false flag but we'll see well uh well i, I know like the, the 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 rumor that came out from the guys that that called the 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 dominion box way months ahead of time uh said that uh was it chaos dwarves it's like the last army to be the last army released of 2022 but we'll see hmm. i i'm for it i think that their lore is is packaged pre-packaged ready to sell an aos oh yeah like and i got i got guys literally frothing at the mouth for chaos dwarves like right yeah it's it's, it's i mean maybe it's it's i mean again like you've got like gin and stuff like that and that's pretty cool but like even if you just remove the, the sort of like cultural like appropriative stuff that they're trying to get away from and you go right like, elementals like bound yep. elementals boom yep. awesome brilliant hell they yep. can have bound like and by bound endless spells i don't mean the rule like they have endless spells that they've made sentient to kick ass with right yes with like crazy turbo like earth engines and stuff and doom right. and shit like like this is a concept that is just like it maybe felt a little weird, uh, weird in the world that was. It feels perfect. Good here. Yes. Yeah, it's so over the top. It's so like out there and ridiculous that one hundred percent would fit within AOS. Mm -hmm. Like they're already turned to eleven. I'm curious if they can turn it to twelve. Like, <laughs> like I I want to see what chaos dwarves. Like I saw them take normal ass dwarves and make and make ko. Right? right, like space capitalist, like uh, uh, aether punk dwarves. I've I've seen them do that. Like chaos dwarves are already living in living in eleven. I want to see, I want to see it. I want to see it. Like I I think it's brilliant. They won't be called Legion of Asgore or chaos dwarves. They'll be called you know something else like turbo right. dwarves. Who knows? Like to turbo dwarves. Yes, turbo Duarden. I don't know. Elemental Turbo Duarden. Like. They have, and they have to make the Super Nintendo Turbo sound every time that they move. Like the... Yeah. <laughs> 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 Elementals, I drink deep of the cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatever they, it is. While they, move, while they move four inches. <laughs> <laughs> Damon imbued super hats. Yeah, just, just ladle it on. Just put the souse on thick. Yeah, oh yeah. Make the tallest hats that we've ever... Like, take, take the pike... Form the Lumineth Realm Lords and make it into a, uh, yes! into a stove top hat. Yes. Right, then, <laughs> like, yeah. People were complaining about the spear size on the Lumineth. Like, I want to see people complaining about how big the hats are. Okay. Yes. They need to take the crown back because, like, my boy Nagash, his hat is like the the skeleton. Right. Like, give them these super awesome like Pope hats. Yeah. That they just, that the whole army wears. Yeah. I would one hundred percent be down with that. <laughs> Shut up and take my money. <laughs> um. So. Where were we? Um, I, I don't actually uh, hate on Paths of Glory. I, it's just a low-hanging fruit. Uh, so don't at me on that one. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> uh, love Goblins and Squidmar. Um, I saw KO Conversion recently that was all Goblins and the Balloons were Squigs. That is metal as hell, Hades. Yeah, I've seen that. That is actually a awesome awesome army that that guy he even like went and like hand painted like the little like um like back in like world war ii when they had the pinup girls that they would paint on the side of the, the the planes and stuff he had those but they were goblins like 
and like sexy goblins that were like on the it was ridiculous oh i saw well, i've i've seen some like some some sexy pope skeletons lately um like laura uh pegastrix uh has like the og like uh like yolo solo nagash he's got like the he's got the lean and like the, the staff over the back and i saw someone on twitter just did a like nagash walking with a scythe and i'm like like I'm planning a heist. I'm gonna go steal that guy's mini, or you know, convert one myself. But I'm stealing the idea. I'm heisting the idea. So metal. Oh, I, yeah. I saw a, a, another great uh, Nagash that the guy did with uh, for an OCR Bone Reapers army, and like kind of did him like a like a catacross sort of thing, where he's like standing on this like big uh, this like big pedestal, and he has like all these like minions around him. Oh, sweet. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, it, it looked great. But um, yeah, I, I I love seeing the the cool Nagash conversions out there, and since uh, OBR came out, I've been seeing a bunch of them. They've been really neat. Right. right. Um. And I'm uh, yeah, I'm glad you're you're getting more OBR commissions. By the way, Tristan. So um, there's it's proof that the uh that the universe has a sense of irony, like uh, <laughs> there's some uh sense of irony out there, but. There's, I, I guess that that's a decent segue into sort of what I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, sure. You know, so bookmark it there. One hour of conversating about all kinds of, of other stuff. Um, <laughs> Magic the Gathering mostly. Um, so you've got this. You've got the spoder here. Yeah. Um, you mentioned like kind of how you got into spoder, but you also mentioned that you have yeah. like four armies. And yeah. What are those four armies, real quick? So, uh, so I have Glimspite Gits, Caradron Overlords. Uh, so you still have Gits. I thought you. I thought you traded the Gits. Nope, I still have gits. I still have gits. <laughs> uh, I I had so many gits. I had like seven thousand points worth of gits. So when I traded like part of them, like I still had thirty five hundred points. So I still have gits. Um, but yeah, I have gits. I have IDK. I have KO, and I have Nihon. Right on. Right and... on. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, got 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 to have my one death in there. Got to yeah. have my one death. Yeah, in there. I approve. I approve. But uh... but no chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. See, Shots I um... fired. See, I, I traditionally don't play order stuff. I think it's it's um pretty pretty well known that I I, I it, it goes back to like war, like not a misspeak Warcraft. Like in yes. Warcraft, I couldn't play the humans. Couldn't play them. I hated them for the horde, baby. It's all about the yeah, horde for the horde exactly. Horde, and for the horde. Now, now I did conform to playing alliance because all my friends went alliance, and I like, but I was begrudgingly playing my like edge lord elf the whole time, being like, <laughs> um. But no, like when when I uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle, like uh, I played Undead, hashtag like like Army Book Undead, right? And Vampire yes. ca Counts came out. I, I switched to Vampire Counts because that was what was out. I didn't have the option to play Tomb Kings. By the time Tomb Kings came out, I think it was in freaking college. Um, they delayed that release so long, and uh, by that time it was forty k was what I was playing. Um, but the other two battle tomes I owned was Skaven, uh, which. When I my surprise when I came back to the game and Skaven were chaos, I was just like, like not that it was, it was it, it wasn't like that it was out of nowhere, because like they were certainly chaotic, but for me they were more like a like they're based on like black plague rats like from the bubonic yep. plague era in history in in New in in England, which makes total sense by the way, like culturally speaking, uh like England got hammered. Right, like fifty percent, fifty percent death rate or something. Like, of course, this is a, a, a like a cultural scar. They see rats, they think Skaven. 
you know, like that would be like the sort of thing that would be born of thoughts like that. And for me, that almost felt more like a force of nature or destruction, right? And they're like, right. oh, no, they're, they're chaos. And I'm like, okay, warp and warp stone, right? Yeah, I take that back. Okay, so I I don't like chaos minus Skaven because Skaven is an army that I'd like to start at some point. But um, with that being said, I do feel like I, I hold the same regard, uh, same with Beasts of Chaos. Like, I feel that they're just more of a destruction army. Um, For a brief window there, when when Kragnos was being teased, I was like, maybe Beasts of Chaos are becoming yeah. Beasts of Destruction. Shit, right. You know, like, maybe. Like, I had this little kernel, because he looked like a, like he could have been a uh, Centagore, right? And right. like, for a moment, I was like, maybe. I, I see, I like, the reason I like, I like Beasts of Chaos in Chaos just fine is because it's the Conan the Barbarian thing. Like, they, like where he's like, he's he's got that scene where he's playing to Krom. He's like, Krom, never ask you for anything. <laughs> you don't help me now. Do out with you. Like, he's got that whole, like, and I, for me, that's Beasts of Chaos. Is they're just like, they're just always right. giving that speech, you know? Like, they don't care if Chaos actively, they're just <laughs> going to do their thing. And if Chaos participates, then metal. And if not, whatever. Um, so I was right. going to like that, like, sort of anarchistic, like, you know, existing outside of the, the Chaos system, but being kind of party to it because they can't not be um, right so there's there you know those two um i then, always looked at like like the destruction like the way i looked at destruction was always like the wild card right like their whole premise is just to fuck shit up for everyone else like right and that's why i always always looked at skaven uh like skaven i always looked at that like they were those like nefarious people that always just ended up screwing up somebody's plan mm -hmm. beast of chaos they Most just ran in and it was just like I'm just gonna beat and pillage and burn your land, like. Hey, Buckets. Just rolling the dice. Long time no see, uh, my dude. Hey, Buckets, what's going on, man? Um, yeah. So, and then um, the other one I owned was 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 Dark Elves, um, because Malice Darkblade was a smooth pimp. Oh yeah. Come yeah. On. Absolutely. Like he had a purple cape and everything. At least the model <laughs> I painted did. Like. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's, it's so. Uh. Yeah. I mean, those are the things, but those are all like the the what would. I have thought would have been not order. And so like I show up and, and it took me a little bit to wrap my mind around like the grand Alliance thing. And, uh, there was an army LRL came out and I'm like, they've yeah. got the Asian Asian theme. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm actually kind of a fan of them. I, I call them one of the, yeah. like my vicarious armies. And I'm like that, that just that primal Mephisto, the like primordial Mephisto, yep. the lizard brain Mephisto that that was inborn in me when I was developing and growing up and becoming an edge lord with insomnia and night terrors, like who always just gravitated towards like the the edgy stuff. Yep, I could never land in order. If if I would be hard pressed to like if someone like grabbed my arm and twisted it, and they're like play an order army, I don't think I could pick one. See, uh, for me, it, it didn't. So when I first got into the hobby, I was all about death and destruction. Like that was it for me. Like I loved like Nighthawk and like FEC. Those were awesome. I loved Gits and I loved um, and I loved Oryx and all the all that stuff. And then as I started playing the game, reading the lore, and started getting more into the lore. Like, I was like, I would never, and when I first got into the hobby, I was like, I'll never play the good guys. The good guys sound so boring. And then as I've read the lore, like, you realize that they're not really good guys. Like, they're just people maintaining the balance of the way things are 
but like none of them actually really like get along that well and like there are very there's a lot of gray area characters that exist within order and see that's kind of what drove me more to it was that i was like oh well they're kind of messed up too Mm -hmm. So why is why is why is the hard line for you chaos? I and mean, it's not a hard line, obviously. You're like I'd play. Some well, uh, chaos for me is just never. It was just never a thing. Like the demon shtick was just never. Okay. Was just never. You w- really w- are a, a, thing dark, for me. A, a dark insomnia mirror for me. Like you, you get the motivated insomnia. Like you're like, yeah, man, demons. I'm not judging them. I'm like demons are metal. Like I'm just saying De- in my head. Like <laughs> right. Go on. Uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I love the bloodthirster model. Probably one of my favorite models in AOS. Love that model. Yeah, um, it's, it's classically a Balrog, right? Like it. it right. Pure uh, like Lord of the Rings. Like, um, yeah. Go on. Oh, and, and my wife loves it. My wife has a, a Slaves of Darkness army. She loves chaos. She loves the demons. Uh, she loves, like, the beasts of chaos and, like, the weird Baphomet sort of, like, dark sort of oh, metal-esque. Yeah. yeah, you know, she loves all that shit. And so for me... You've, you've you married know, uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, when we went, we took a... We, we did our 10-year anniversary, our uh, wedding anniversary to New Orleans, and, like, we spent so much time doing, like... <sighs> voodoo tours and like down in like the voodoo shops and we went into this like wiccan shop that she was like super into and they had it was cool like it was super trippy had like the like bats and like the or the shrunken bat or the shrunken human heads and that's sweet witchcraft books and yeah it was yeah it was interesting but yeah like i i I, so for a while there like i shot internet culture made me like shy away from like how much of an edgelord i secretly was the whole time and I'm I'm the category of thirty something. I have quit caring about how much of an edge lord I am perceived as. I'm like, nah, man. Like, all of the like edge lordy. I've got Dracula, Wolverine, a uh, freaking Revenant from Doom. Like, all the edge lord on full display at all times. I don't care anymore. Imagine thinking, uh, like, imagine people like just being worried about what people think of you, so they ruin your fun. Disgusting. Never again. <laughs> love what you love, chat gang. That's the life lesson. Love what you love and never be ashamed of it. So, but like, the, but the big thing for me with like IDK, <laughs> uh, especially, uh, was and same with KO was that there were these gray areas, like they were, like they were order, they were good guys, but KO, they're greedy as shit. Like they don't, they don't yeah. trust anyone except themselves. Like, and half the time they don't do that very well. Um, and same with, with IDK was like, they're these soulless Shang Tsungs that live at the bottom of the ocean that like come up and just like grab souls when they need them. Like, that's, well, that doesn't sound very good guy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Hades death god, you're not wrong. Well, I, I mean that's the thing is they're not good guys. But but I would I'd go a step forward. I think the only one that feels out of place is DOK specifically. Um yeah. IDK are like tragic. Like yes. there's they're soul vampires, yes, and they are most certainly edge lord and like pretty cool. But like when it gets right down to it, they're tragic. They aren't right. they're not choosing this life right right like they have to for the most part like they they have right they're scar they're they're born with incomplete souls they must do this this is the sort of thing where like you'd make a comic book anti-hero who only steals the souls of the of like the people who deserve it right like you right like you can totally see this trying to do good but you're a bad guy right like in the yeah in the absolutely sense like dok choose the murder life right? right. like, they are like, like we are all about the murder right and then and and then from there like i think of order as as more than like good i think of, about it as humanity 
and the sort of like percolations of the sort of like the human condition and all the things we struggle with. Like that's how I think of 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 order. I don't like the take I keep seeing where like we're like, oh, there are no good guys in AOS. I'm like, get out of here with that. This isn't 40k. If you want, right. it's only degrees of bad guy. Go play 40k. 40k. I don't mean to be that dismissive, but right. I, I do think Age of Sigmar is very specifically a little bit more does. complex than that. Well, yeah, yes. I do think it has good good people and good good stuff right. going on in it. And I'm, I'm not. Oh, um, actually, Nagash is secretly good because if he wins, then it's the real ultimate order. Like I'm not that guy. Right. It's it's one of those things where it's. It's like they do a good job of the lore at proposing it like the the same instance from multiple sides. Right. So a lot of the times, it's, it's very complex it, though. It's very right, very nuanced. Exactly. But but the way that you see it, like in in that, while it looks horrible one way, is great in another. And so they're very good at showing that. Where in like 40k, it's kind of like you just death and destruction like we're just mowing through and like doing what we got to do to preserve the emperor and mm. like yeah so it's yeah it's it's very it's you don't get that like gray area sort of thing as much where you get that like both sides side like sort of the story because there's only one side to write it you know so right it's the imperium telling the right story for the most part right but, yeah yeah no 100 percent um so it's cool like um and you've, you've mentioned your story on your, on your spoilers already. So, um, this big spider, we kind of already talked about it. Um, yep. So, you went in this with trying to explore black. Like, you're like, the color, yep. like, how do I paint this, do this? And you kind of landed on this sort of simplified technique. Uh, or rather, really, I want to say uh, focused technique, not simplified per se. Um, do you always go in with something where, like, it's a puzzle to be solved? Or there's something you're trying to express? Or, or do you... Do you have like a, a um, standard thing you do? Uh, if you got to grind out an army right now, do you know what you're going to do with it? Like, what's what's the process like when you saw spiders? You're like, I'm doing this. Does that vary? Yes. What what do we do? Yeah. So so yeah. So a lot of it deals with the inspiration at the time. Some of them. Sometimes I do exactly as soon as I see the model, like what I want to do. Um, like just like the spiders, I was like, man, I'd really want to do some like David Bowie kind of thing. Uh, with them, like this would be cool. Um, so I, yeah, I had picked them up and immediately had that in my mindset. Um, and then a lot of them, I just kind of, um, it's not until I build the model and I actually like see it like fully built that I'm actually able to like, okay, this is, this is the color palette that I want to do for this. Um, like for my IDK, uh, army, it was very much more organic than planned out. Um, I definitely kind of was just, um, like, oh, okay, I'll, you know, they're sea creatures. I can have way more fun with color here. So I was way more interested in just doing different tones of color and having way more fun with uh, my IDK um, than the, uh, uh, than with the spiders. Uh, because, like, with spiders, like I said, I just wanted to go for something minimalist um, with them and then do something a little bit more complex later on with uh, IDK. IDK was one of those armies I didn't get until later on because they were one of the armies that I wanted to be a better painter before I started because I really liked the models for that army and so I was like I want to be able to do them justice um, and I got to play with water effects for the first time and uh, that was a horrific experience so <laughs> the, um, the water effects was the horrific experience uh, yeah it was uh, it was uh, pretty terrible um, the first time trying to learn uh, how to do all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was, um, it was an experience. So 
a lot of what you see in these, like especially so got, with the bigger I brought models, up the, the turtle right now. Uh, so, so Chat yeah, I'm looking at your turtle. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so like in terms of these models, this is what these are: is a giant, a giant screw up that I have managed to put together and make work. So what happened with this spider, or what happened with this turtle, was that I made the water base underneath it. Okay. And the water base, actually, uh, when I peeled the damming off of it, wasn't fully set, and I didn't realize it. So this so was part a resin it, pour. This was a resin pour. And then when I poured the resin, there was a giant air bubble in the side of it. And I mean a, like, a cave-sized air bubble. It was huge. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I ever going to fix this? And it went across the entire bottom of the thing. So luckily, I was able to take this thing like an Oreo cookie and just smash it <laughs> down to the point where I could remold the, the resin again because the middle of it hadn't cured yet. Mm. So I so I ended up able to do that and then do the water waves on top and then was able to kind of like fix it and bring it back in. But yeah, a lot of this, especially like with the spider too, like I just, uh, I ended up screwing up a lot and then it resulted in me like going back and trying to fix it and then it resulted in me adding stuff on and then it just kind of worked out. Uh, I look at myself as kind of the uh, the Bioware of model building and hobbying. Like I just go all the way to the deadline and then just do it and then somehow it just works out. <laughs> like, <I> mean... <laughs> like Ken Levine's, uh, uh, or sorry, not Bioware, um, I, th I was thinking Bioshock for a second. Oh, there. Bioshock, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, Bioware, yeah, right on. Um, no, so, so, uh, so you you mentioned you sort of like styled and improv with like the resin pour a little bit, but yeah, but this is the the thing Vince says is the thing uh, Soren says is the thing a lot of like the the better hobbyists out there that that I know they just do the thing, you know, right? Paint fearlessly, hobby fearlessly. I mean, that's really what you're just you're talking about here. you it's like you you literally can have no fear in hobbying and and that's the thing is that a lot of people will be like well i don't want to do that i don't want to screw it up i don't care like i i gotta learn how to do it like and i gotta start somewhere so like that's always been my thing is like just jump in like get into it do something and you might get something cool out of it right. and you learn a new skill like same with the with like carving the rocks and stuff for all the spiders all that stuff was just me just like, okay, I got to go buy some foam. I'm just going to whack at it with a, an X-Acto knife for a couple hours, and we're just going to see what we get. Right on. Right um, on. So, yeah, you just, I mean, like, you know, watching some YouTube videos here and there helps, but, um, but like, just going in there and just having the, the guts to do it is the biggest, I think, hurdle that people need to overcome, because it's really not that bad once you get into it. Right. I mean, it, you, 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 you always see the flaws in your work a lot, more pronounced than other people see them too, which is the other thing. Um, right. You know, like you, you can look at, at this and see where like you like remember making that mistake and hoping people don't see where you covered it up or you painted over it or whatever. And yep. the average person doesn't, doesn't really right. pick up on that stuff. They don't know where to look for it to begin with. Right. Like exactly. So, so if you had told me that like this resin pour isn't how you intended it, like I wouldn't have known. Exactly. And and it's one of those things like where you're 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 your own worst critic, right? You know, like you will always look at your work and be be like, oh, my God, it's it's just it's so bad. I, I, I can't even, you know, but everyone else is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Man. It looks fine. <laughs> There's so many details on this turtle, too. I mean, this is the, I, uh, I, I had a lot of fun with him. Uh, he was a great model to paint. Uh, I will definitely paint another one. Um, 
I uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I went and picked up a, a D and like an old uh, our buddy of mine had the old D and D Kraken set, and it oh, came I, with that. This boat is a mask. this is a D and D screen here in the background. This is a yeah yeah yeah. That's my D and D screen in the background. The uh, there. I'm not I'm not hobby and I'm not uh, that professional enough to get a light box yet. But the uh, I did have the boat laying, or my buddy let me have the boat, and so I was like, well. Uh, I'm doing this over the stand. Like this is way cooler than the flight stands. I, I hate the plastic flight stands. Same. For all all my eels, everything, all of them have been replaced with me carving rocks and just gluing them to the rock. I'm just like, you know what? Like I'm not messing with it. Cuz every time I've played with the army, those flight stands have broken. So I've never had something stay on the flight stand in the history of this game. So yeah, so I made something uh just uh just super thick that it stayed on and it wasn't going to move and thick. Um <laughs> but the, the um but the the water waves are what's really the thing that people don't like they're like how did you do that and it's the easiest thing that you do in the entire process is mm -hmm. water waves and like it, it, i guided them to like the woodland scenics cuz there's like there's a bunch of them but the woodland scenics brand of water effects is hands down my favorite to use for water it is awesome the water waves are so good um and like it's a separate product it's like hair gel and so you like stick this stuff on it's it's real goopy but you just sit and you just kind of just keep molding it and molding it and it'll goop back down but you just keep molding it molding it and eventually it just stays and then it hardens and once you hit it with this uh they have like these whitewater highlights that are it's like a really foamy-esque sort of paint i don't know any other way to describe it but it really does like bring that stuff all together um, so, so you and, did the resin pour, and then on top of it, you've got this other product that you use. right. You got yeah. You have yes. Um, and uh, I wish I would have sent this to you earlier because I just got my my reavers completed. My reavers I just did with, yeah. Um, the reavers I had, um, they were it was just a resin pour, um, or not a resin pour. Um, it was just the water waves. I didn't even do anything for, um like a resin pour or anything like that so the <laughs> i got super big into these um containment molds um because green stuff world makes those little containment molds for your <clears throat> for your epoxy so i was uh i was very much into those um but i only had one like <laughs> so i was like well if i want to do 20 reavers i'm gonna have to do these one at a time and it's not gonna work and um so I eventually just was like, screw it. I'm just going to do the waves on them. And then they ended up looking at really good. Mm -hmm. So I just went with that and it cut my time down significantly. Yeah, but the, uh, I think Travis uh, mentioned he, he did. I don't know if it's the same product, but he mentioned a similar product because I thought he was doing resin pores for his bases too. And he's like, oh no, it's just this goopy stuff. And I'm like, huh? So yeah, like, it's a, uh, it, it is. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Can I get it on the camera if it focuses it right? Water, but yeah, water waves. Yeah. Is, well, yeah, yeah, Woodland Scenics. Yeah, this is this stuff is great. Uh, I love this. I highly recommend anyone that can go pick it up. Um, and even if you're not trying to do like something intense, like they have like these like little uh, like ripples that you can do too that are like just to do like light water effects um, and things like that. But it's it really is just really awesome. It's like. 12 bucks for like a little thing of that and you can do couple it goes armies. really far yeah couple yeah armies with it yeah right on yeah right on so i've got your uh your trogoth up here which is a oh yeah so uh yeah so i wanted to do uh 
I wanted to, so this was for uh what we did in uh the AOS coaches Discord. We did a Gitsmas uh where everyone basically uh signed up and you you picked a tier and everybody picked a uh, you, you listed what armies you played and then that person would go get a model from one of those armies and paint it up for you and Sigil, ship it to you. Sigil like, did this too. I remember hearing him talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this is what I did for uh, one of my uh, for my Gitsmas person. They wanted uh, they were a big Trog fan. They wanted a, a lot of a lot of heavy contrast, uh, like bright colors. I mean, and this things is like straight that. up out the eighties, man. I'm like I'm hearing synthwave in my head right now. Right, right, yeah, and and that's what I wanted to do. Like it was my first time trying OSL effects. I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm just gonna get get into it. I'm just gonna do it. And OSL um, for for folks who are maybe not familiar, what's that stand for? Um, it's like your. Uh, your your on source your on source lighting, like exactly like how your lighting is is so hitting. So you got like a model. candle, and then... right? Yeah, the, right. Your glowing effects that would radiate from the candle. If your sword is so, glowing, how would the sword? Sword, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I wanted Dana, to do. Dana with Howell the... does a lot of OSL. Like she she crushes it. So. Uh, but that's what I kind of wanted to do. I wanted to make like a like a dank cave trog that's being illuminated by this big glowing crystal in the front of the of, in front of the rock that he's on. So it's like making him all blue. But on top of that, you have the OSL from the mushrooms on his back, and you have the OSL from the bioluminescent uh, um, centipede he's holding. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so um, our object source lighting. Sorry. Yep. On source lighting, I'm thinking of uh, camera work. Um, so, um, so yeah. The, the, so uh, I and then the the thing that bugged me and the the thing that I really wanted to do was make him stand out. And I don't like that the trog boss stands at the same height as all the other trogs. I was like, he's a hero. Like he should be. You know, he's a trog boss. He's the general. Like he's gonna be up on something. Like he's he and, has to stand out. And for those of you in chat, King, by the way, trogs are legit in in 3.0 now. Yeah. I th you've got some build. There's some builds that you can do some work with some trogs. So, uh, gloom spike gets. It's not all. It's not all, uh, not all doom and gloom. All right, continue. Sorry. No. It, yeah, it is not. Um, <laughs> and like I said, you'd be kind of surprised with spiders too. They're pretty. Good. Um, so the. Um, yeah. So then I, you know, I wanted to put them on a big rock. So I. Um, a heroic uh, rock, really. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to put them like on a like a te like those teetering style rocks you see in like Dragon Ball Z and stuff, right? Where um it's like the the big the big rock that's like teetering on like all the like the stacked rocks or whatever um and uh yeah so then uh, i was like you know what screw it i'm gonna put a water feature on here so this was me getting this done way too early because we had three months to paint this thing mm -hmm. and then it was me staring at this thing being like well i finished it like the first month that i had it done so now i got Stupid two months insomnia that I'm gonna... superpowers yeah so then i'm just like <laughs> all right i, I want to add stuff to this now so yeah, so that first he was just on the base. Then came the rock, and then came the water effects. And then I was like, okay, well, it's almost so I like do he's like a... riding a rock that's been shot out of a geyser, like up. Yes. <laughs> and and with the club, it's like he's he's being like like he it's almost like wait for it, like he's like there's like a dragon or something coming in, and he's just like you know like wait, and then he shoots up, and he's gonna bonk it like this is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh um. So like I I wanted to make something just truly unique for the trog boss to make him like stand on the table. I had a guy complain on me on Facebook saying that it was too tall. But get out! <laughs> <laughs> Never listen to Facebook comments. I know. I, I well I changed I changed my name too. My minis are too tall. So nice. 
as, as a spiteful, <laughs> spiteful gesture. Yeah, I turned. I made a charity event out of out of a spiteful joke that my uh, streams were too long. So you know, spite is a powerful motivator. Yes, yes, it is. But one of the big things that I do, especially when I do models and I'm really like committed to a project, is that I like a lot of people, like especially like um, higher level painters and things like that. They'll tell you things like, you know, hey, don't don't do things like, um, you know, don't do big, crazy bases. It takes away from people looking at your model. Like if you want people to rec recognize your paint, you can't do cool bases. And to me, it's a storytelling thing. Like you're telling a story with this. It doesn't matter what the base looks like, what the model looks like. It's all one thing. Yeah. Like it's all part of the same dynamic. So that's that's how I always look at it. Is like I will never be dis. And what I think what set me off was when I was originally looking at spiders. Uh, there was a uh, I went and looked at uh, I went and Google searched the Arachnorox spider, looking for like paint inspiration mm -hmm. um, on the color schemes, and all I saw was a bunch of dinner plate bases with texture paint on them. Yeah. And it made me die inside. Yeah. I was like, there's so much free real estate on this thing. Why yeah. are you not doing something cool? Yeah. Um, so that, that, that just changed me ever since then. I was like, I will never, if I have space on a base, I'm going to do something neat. And so, and then once you figure out, like, especially with guys, go buy, go buy home, go buy foam, go buy one of these knives, go buy an X-Acto knife. It's like a, a grand total of $14. And you can build your own bases, and they look great, so and it's is, super easy to do. This is foam, and then some of your water effects. Right. This is just foam. That's like I just took, yeah. And then you just take like uh, some, there's some foam from like Menards or Fleet Farm or whatever, and you. Just oh, like... I literally went to. Uh, I think I went into Lowe's in the in, and I went back to their insulation foam department, and they had this this like green foam that was like in a like a little like kiosk thing that was like six dollars and it was just called hobby foam and i just like grabbed like all four right sheets yeah of way it. to go lows yeah and just brought it home and just started going to work at it uh and then um and then i wanted to get more detailed with it so i went and bought a 20 dollar wire cutter cheap hot wire cutter from hobby lobby and like for like yeah but for less than 50 bucks you can be like in making really cool terrain pieces for your stuff to stand on yeah. like they don't have to just sit on a black base no, I, I um, I hear like weird sentiments about how things are too big or too huge in AOS, and I flip tables. Disgusting. Yes. It can never be read huge. any of the lore. Exactly, like read any of the lore. These things are literally larger than life. Like the what is it? The ether void pendulum is like the size of a continent. Like in the lore. Like okay. <laughs> yeah, like metal. This is the coolest shit ever. So I've actually got the uh, the dump truck ass shot of the uh, oh of the yeah Chagoth here. Um, with the glow effect showing it off a little bit more. Uh, did you use the fluorescent paint? Like, what 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 did you what paint? Did oh, you uh, yeah. So I um I uh, I used the um the fluorescent paint uh that I picked up a, a, a for a little stuff. Uh, for the most for the most part on the top of it, I used Tesseract Glow a lot. Um, and then what I did to highlight it was take some of the um like the fluorescent yellows. Um, and stuff like that to like bring out the, the like the yeah, glow yeah, from yeah. the tops of the mushrooms. Same basic layer painting. You start with your darker and you bring it up, and you did that with fluorescent as well. Right. Yeah. And then you know, of course, he's got like you know the dark butt because you know that's the side that's not facing the crystal. But yeah, he's got like the dark butt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My man, he ain't got no booty. No, Poor he guy. needs to go and work work the gluteus Dude, yeah, this out. Like yeah. I don't come the, on, man. The thickness is low. The thickness yeah. is low. Though. Yeah. Like, look, you're not. 
Like, I need the thickness. Can I get a witness? Like, oh man, that's a that's a Hank Hill ass for sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of a Pixar mom ass. I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> this golf's great though. Um, uh, let's see, we got some eel boys, eely boys here. You're talking about your rocks. Some more foam. Some more foam. Yes. So uh, is, more your, foam. is your tool when you're doing the foam just an X-Acto knife? Are you just like carving and sculpting yeah. down like the whole? Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. And so it's and it's super easy. Like because it's rocks. It's it's supposed to be imperfect. Like that's the whole beauty of nature is that it's bound to imperfections. So you don't have to be like the skilled painter to carve a rock. You just take a rock and you take some X-Acto oh. knife and then you, you start carving some texture out of it and. You slap some paint and some dry brushing on it, and all Te of a sudden you texture got texture paint goes a long way with this. Vallejo makes this like excellent. Oh, it's not. I changed my office around. The thing that I was reaching for isn't here anymore. Um, really cheap texture paints at different granules. So like, if you want just something to be feel like look and feel like a rock as opposed to like a full mud base, they've got like the different granules, and it's it's a tub. You know, it's oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vallejo makes that, and so you paint that over the like paint that over the foam primer, and then like go to town, right? Like, um, oh yeah, and I, I mean it's it, it's stuff that's just, and I can't express like how how easy how easy and fast it is for people to do, um, and like that's why I always you know uh, especially like on Facebook and stuff like that, anybody that posts stuff like I always push people to do more. Like you can you can always push yourself to be better. So like when you do like learning how to do stuff like that like it's it's rabbit holy because you know you're getting into a whole other aspect now okay well now i'm wargaming well now i'm painting well now i'm sculpting now I, and but when you see how easy it is and like and when you see like when you go and buy terrain from a guy like on the online and you buy this terrain from a guy for a hundred dollars and you can see that you can make it at home for 35 you know, it's it 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 definitely changes the way that you look at it, and you can be kind of the master of your own destiny. Um, when it comes to that, and so that was a big thing for me was just trying to learn different aspects of the hobby, and so I think I've become a jack of all trades, master of none. Guy, but hey, uh, people often amputate that quote. It's a uh, jack of all trades is a master of none, but often preferable to a master of one. Hmm. So everyone always quotes it as like a negative thing. The right. full quote is a positive thing. Um, so Jack of all <laughs> trades. We're going to reframe everyone's uh, bias here. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing to be a Jack of all trades. Um, no, I, 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 you, you mentioned like the rocks and the stuff like that. Texture painting. It's kind of like, there's, there's like, it's, it's a knowledge base, like picking up the knowledge base and like the sort of fearlessness, right. To, to go forward and try to do it. Um, I do think that like, uh, I've seen some conversations in, in like our little circle of the internet with, with chat gang and, um, you know, heck you can even like at Vince and he usually gets back to you and we'll say like, Hey, this is how you do it. Um, or he'll have a tip. Like he didn't know who the hell I was. I asked him how to paint black one day and you know, he, <laughs> He, like he told me, you know, like he had no idea. Um, Cute Thanos meme. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I, I mean, don't be afraid to ask if you've got a vision in your mind. Somebody's probably like already failed uh, through the right. steps that you're about to fail through. So, like, benefit from from the wisdom of their failure. So, like, you can skip a couple of failures and then get into like your own personal failures, right? Like, that's 
that's what it is. Like you, you want to benefit from that. And, um, I don't know, like uh, you're talking about like rocks. Nurgle is like an army. That's like, like yep. good to paint if you're intimidated by painting. Cause like painting ugly, like if you mess it up, you're just like, right. Like, like who cares? It looks great. It looks great now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it looks great. like the most of the more hideous it looks, they're like, oh, that, that looks really good. <laughs> For Vince, it was Tuesday. Yeah, the best. Oh, it was Tuesday. One of my favorite uh, uh, speeches of all time. I missed two Tuesdays in a week, by the way. Uh, it's okay. I got. I'll, I'll get this one. Um, uh, for some of you who do not know, uh, I'm obsessed with the uh, with uh, pa- uh, Raul Julia's uh, performance of uh, M Bison in the horrible, horrible Street <laughs> Fighter movie. Obsessed with it. Like, and everything about it. Like he he was terminal like pancreatic cancer i believe it was okay like he had a like a countdown and he asked his kids basically like he's like i've got one movie left in me what should it be and like they love street fighter they found out the street fighter he like you know found out he could get access to the street fighter script and so like as the final love letter to his children he like played bison in street fighter wow and like he's going through chemo and doing stunts off of like the bat like he did his fighting in that and like so when you're fighting like you're zoomed out yeah um so like they did the the fights and the stunt scenes at the beginning because normally when you shoot you like you shoot your acting scenes and they flipped their shooting schedule so that like when he was underweight and with all the wide out shots he'd be fine and then when he'd put on the weight after the chemo um, like they did all the like the close up shots later on, so they flipped their shooting sh- schedule. So he's doing the like he's fist fighting J- uh, like Jean Claude Van Damme, like fresh out of chemo, super underweight. Like, what a badass! Isn't he? Right, oh, like what a bad. Yeah, that makes me respect. Like, yeah, that raises the respect. Oh man, it's it's so good. Like it's such a like the 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 art of film. When you look at like what it takes to make a movie, even a bad movie. Even a bad movie, like that's still a lot of physical, like that's a still like a lot of physical, uh, like torment that you got to put yourself through, like in those like right. those fight scenes and stuff like that. Right, and it's just like I, I mean, I like this is where like I zoom in and out on the my understanding of Rabbit Hole Two. I think for the evening, like like completely off the script, um, or off the beaten path of whatever the current conversation is. Uh, so drink them or smoke them if you got them uh it was like you you think about like the individuals involved in something that like sucks or fails right like or like somebody out there is just trying to make ends meet and i try to use this as a way to be more sympathetic and like to the world you know like most of us are just trying to do what we can to get through and like you have like raul julia just like this just this this Taking this this script for this movie that was plagued by all manner of other stuff, I think it's just this like weird microcosm, like of what it means to be human and to love your family, and, and just it inspires right. inspires me. So uh, that being said, I actually unironically love the movie. Like it, it, there, it's not not <laughs> yeah. even ironic. Like I watch it and like it's I think it's great. It I, it's it's it is a it is uh, the absolute like uh, apotheosis of campy film. Like this is what. Campus. Well, it, it the and those things just help you contextualize the film that much more, right? So, right, uh, it, like for me, you know, like would raise appreciation for those kind of things, right. knowing that, like, remembering the humans involved, I think, is you know, helps. Yes, you. yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I see we're still going off on thick asses. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, resetting this a little bit. So uh, Vince has a six feet, six feet, one foot, one inch rule um, that I didn't know about. But this was kind of reflecting of what you were talking about with with the base. Um, oh, yeah. Which is catch my attention at six feet, uh, catch my attention at one foot and then catch my attention and then capture my imagination at one inch. So okay. like you basically like at different degrees of being zoomed in on the model. So like the big base works because at six feet, I'm like, what is that? Yep. Yes. You know? And then I'm and then now I walk up to the table and I I take a look and, you know, you start to zoom in and zoom in. Right. Right. And so I think you're uninte- maybe maybe intentionally. Maybe, you know, this quote about Vince or this quote from Vince. And you're doing that right with these bases. Well, I, 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 yes. I mean, uh, I mean, no, but yeah, yeah. You can make it definitely take it as I'm galaxy braining this, but no, it's, it's not at all. Um, I just, like I said, I, I really like, uh, I just, I, I love having things that stand out. I love things that tell a story and I love things that draw people's interest, um, to the models and things like that. Cause I feel like a lot of models get lost in the shuffle. Um, and so, especially like with your infantry troops and stuff, uh, I know you have a lot of them, but, and they can be time consuming, but it's so much cooler once they're, you know, like once they're like done. And I know, I know this is going to be a st- bit of a strange take, but I find, you know, cause I've, I've played a lot of, a lot of horde armies, you know, uh, LON and Beast of Chaos and, uh, OCR Bone Reapers haven't been so bad, but they've been some of my more ambitious basings. Um, and I found like I could put a little bit more time into basing than I can into a model. Yep. Oddly enough. Like, his basis, it's like, I've got this, like, little canvas, and it's a circle, it's two-dimensional. Like, I can go, this is how much stuff I could put here, and, you know, then space upwards is basically infinite. But for the most part, like, I find, like, I can, I just feel like I could put more time into a base, and, like, and not even more time necessarily, but I can put more stuff into a base. And yes. Like more techniques. I'm not worried if I screw up a base, because, like, either exactly. I don't use that base, or I just, like, I paint the model on it anyway, and people won't necessarily notice it depending really? on how exactly. I move the model on. So, I, I think, like, a, a refocusing on basis is actually a good thing. I I, I, I agree. I like, And I, I think it's, you know, I think it's, like I said, I think it's a powerful tool that you can, that you can use to really enhance a model, even if you don't have great painting skills um, at first. And you're, you're, you're trying to you know, still make it like a cool army that looks really neat. And I'm, I, I can't explain just like how easy, you know, crafting foam is. When, and once you start getting like the hang of like making rocks and stuff like that, it's it uh, it definitely becomes like a like a second nature sort of thing where you just grab it, yeah. do it and then it's done. And, and I, then and I imagine there's a there a, there's a therapeutic aspect to it, too, because I mean, physically doing things with your hands for me is just like cathartic. This is why I like that, I almost like hobbying a little bit more than I like painting because like the hobby I feel like I'm physically sculpting and changing form, you know. To to kind of backtrack to what we were talking about earlier with video games, uh that was the main reason I got out of games was or at least digital gaming um was for the physical aspect. Um you know, I got in my 30s and was like had that old man realization moment where I was like I don't think games are made for me anymore. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I had that, like, I don't have anything to physically show for myself. Like, I've had the so same, I, exact I, same thought. I've had this exact same thought. Go on. And I wanted going. to, I wanted, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted a physical representation of a talent or something that I can be like, 
I'm doing something mm-hmm. like um, and that. Yeah, that's what that's what got me into painting D&D models was I was like, well, at least I can paint like these D&D models. The group will come over every week and they'll be like, oh, hey, cool. Look at those. Yeah. And, you know, they'll be sweet. And um, there'll be something that will occupy my time. Um, but the main reason I really was really big into just learning to paint in general was to um, as I had a big bouts with anxiety. So I'd have huge anxiety attacks. And the thing that zoned me out um, was painting. Yeah. Like I, I just didn't think about anything else. Um, yeah. So it was nice to be able to kind of like take the stress of the day and kind of melt it off. And cause I, I had a kind of like a, a scary moment, uh, like a year and a half ago, we get kind of deep for a moment, but I had like a scary medical emergency, like a year and a half ago where, uh, my blood pressure was super high and they didn't know what was wrong with me. And I was having panic attacks, uh, all the time. And, yeah. uh, I was freaked out by it. So, um, but yeah, that kind of like changed, like how I kind of like looked at stuff and I really started getting into painting more and hobbying, uh, it kept my brain active yeah. and focused in something. Um, I noticed that when my brain was idle, it would have a tendency to try to destroy itself. So, uh, uh, feel that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, so for me, it was just, you know, keeping myself busy. Um, and I know it not sound like the church lady, like the idle hands of the devil's playground. Yeah. Oh, uh, David Carvey's church. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. But perhaps uh, for Satan. (laughs) <laughs> Fantastic. Go on. but uh but yeah you, you know for me i just you know keep myself busy and uh you know put my put my stress into something else and that's yeah. what i've keeping myself in like little things so i can paint here and then hobby here and i'm jumping around to different things and it kind of helps curve my manicness a little bit because i'm just jumping from one thing to another but no, I, I think it's, I mean, it's cool because you can, you can shift gears between like maybe a batch painting, you know, one day or working on bases another, whatever, um, you know, um, whatever that, 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 that energy is just there and sometimes it right. needs to go elsewhere. And, and when you have like a good like log of models that you're at various like steps of completion with, you can, you can channel that energy in different ways. Me, I tend to like go to like if I, I haven't hobbied in a long time, I'll probably put, I'll probably build something. Like, I won't go to the paint right away. I, I'm... This year was... Last year was supposed to be my year of hobby, and, uh, you know, yep. psh, whatever happened yep. there. I, but I know that I'm using this year to get my head right again, and then next year will be my... Hopefully, the tail end of this year will actually be where I start my hobby year. But but right now, it's like getting myself right and taking care of what i got to take care of and, and so on and so forth, because I'm just in disarray from whatever's left yes. over. And I... <laughs> I envy people who can like be anxious and then do something productive. Like I, I'm trying to rewire myself. Like right now it's like, I, like you said, like your brain attacks itself, my brain, like I have to like, I have to implode. And then I pull people in with me when I'm in these implosion moments. And, um, I don't like it about myself. Uh, I've recognized it lately. It's, I mean, I've always known that I've been spiteful, but this is like, I get to this point where like, I, I want to like, like burn every bridge that's around me. I want to, you know, and it's because of this, uh, yep. this self, whatever this thing inside me is, this this anxiety, this just where I feel myself folding inward, and it's a physical feeling. That's the thing where we talk about mental health. I'm like my when yep. my anxiety triggers and my depression triggers. I'm like, it's not just in my head. Like I physically feel 
like yep. the weight inside of me. I usually refer to it as like the sort of like tar where my marrow should be, and like I can feel it get heavier and seep out. And I, f- I, f- I feel like an overinflated balloon. Yeah, is what I feel like. Yeah. Uh, when it when it kind of like all like piles up and hits me all at once. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, so yeah, I'm like again, I'm I'm rewiring. I'm trying to work through it. Um, you know, we've all got our everyone. We're all fighting our own wars, right? Like inside our heads and. Yeah, and and that was yeah, and that was even the 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 harder part for me was like after I got my, uh, after I got my, uh, my blood pressure and my anxiety under control. Well, now I had to retain, like, relearn and teach myself how to paint with hand tremors because my medication gives me hand tremors. Hmm. So, so now I have to like now I'm going back and like trying to still do things with the hand tremors and. Well. So how can I ask, like, maybe get a little bit more personal right now? Or yeah. like, how, yeah, yeah. how have you dealt with the hand trimmers and the, and the, the pain? So it's, uh, it's, it's weird. I got to, uh, I have to, I have to really like, I can only paint for so long, uh, because my, my wrist hurts because I have to push it against the table so hard when I paint to keep my hand steady. Um, so, so do you have like if, a, like a, like a bad brush here, but do you have like a, like a two handed grip? And people who are listening to this in pure audio, like, do you have like some sort of two-handed grip, or do you have like the table you're steadying on, like? Uh, yeah, like so. Yeah, so like usually what I'll like usually kind of what I'll do is I'll have um is I'll usually have like the model, and then I'll have you know like my little like painting handle yeah, or whatever. Handle. But the yeah, but yeah, my right hand will be the one that I paint with, and so when I paint, I'll have to like I basically never move my right hand, and it's just moving the left hand with the with the handle. To try to get into the different areas, and so so you've really had to like reteach yourself how to paint, essentially, because yeah. now you're you're moving like the paint handle actually, because I mean the yeah yeah so yeah now it's yeah now it's it's completely different so it's uh it's been an interesting uh that was pretty much my COVID year was supposed to be my hobby year and then I spent it reteaching myself to paint with hand trimmers so oh well I mean I I mean you're you're crushing it man i watch you like sharing the sort of progress with the reavers and you've always stood out as one of like the those sort of premier hobbyists in our little circle so um you know good on you like, well thanks man. thank no, you like i mean that's you know we, we don't think about like the stuff people are going through when they're you know just trying to do the thing they love um you know we mentioned the raw julia thing and even like something like hand yep. when you're when you love painting and it's helped you in these other ways um you know i, I identify with the the getting to the point where like I'm playing a bunch of video games and like my ELO resets every year, you know, like I don't, if I don't get to the same ELO again or exceed it, I feel like that whole year was wasted in a video game. <laughs> yep. The yep. whole year, the whole, and you're, you're so consumed with that ELO number that nothing else matters. Right. Like, if you're not, and, like, it doesn't matter the people you're playing with. Like, I would be dicks to just, like, the people that, like, I've been gaming with for years. Oh, like, yeah. just great friends that I would just rage out on because oh, they yeah, didn't I'm, do what I wanted them to do. Yeah, no, like, you it's can, not can, worth it. Hey, you want a duo today, uh, Meth? I'm not doing with you, man. You, you you throw. You throw, yeah. You throw. You throw. You throw. You're, yeah. Like, and, and just, like, on one hand, I did form a stronger bond with my cousin who was, like, a very solid AD carry. Um, and so like, I did have a strong bond, but like hard carrying from 80 was a little bit harder, um, right. than elsewhere, depending on the season. Um, right. and, and, uh, so like I did form a good bond with my cousin, but like, I basically only played with my cousin, all my other friends who like, 
I went to college with. I had all these like strong relationships. I was like, I can't. We can play on the weekends and normals and like have fun. Um, but like, I'm not. I'm not having. F- I don't play this game for fun. Like, right. I, I play this game to get the big number. You, exactly. You, I play you this fool. game to win. Yeah, and, and so with 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 something like like a hobby, it doesn't feel like you've wasted your time. You know exactly. Even you, you feel you feel accomplished, and that's what I needed. I need that's what I needed in my life was something that made me feel to have a sense of completion. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, I mean, you get you get drug you get droned down for after you know you go to work, you do all the you do all your crap every day, you come home, you know, and you you have you know all you have is you know you have your family, you have your house, but that's what you know. Everybody, you know, everybody strives for those things. Like, support your family, keep your house over your head. That feels like the normal. Uh, I mean, that right. I mean, it's not everyone's normal, but it feels like the the stuff you take for granted. I guess is right. Exactly. Like, 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 of course, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work my job. I'm going to pay my bills. I'm going to like. For me, it's it it, the 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 line doesn't move on family time. Um, Right. Like my kids like like my kids kept coming in here and like this is the one day of the week. You know, leave daddy alone for this period of time, yes. and mommy puts you to bed tonight. But I put him to bed the other six days. Every, you know, yes. like, you know, like, but that's like that's what I have to do, right? Like that, all this stuff is what I have to do. And I'm not saying in like some like resentful parent, like no, like putting my kids to bed, playing with my son, teaching him soccer, you know, drawing with my daughter. Like she's got a camera. Uh, I'm so proud of her. Oh man, she might be a dirty creative like me. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> honey, but also. Fuck yeah. Uh, creatives have a harder road in life. <laughs> like trying to convince people to pay you for your, for your art. Yes. Um, but uh, no, so, so she, she, she got her birthday um, and uh, she got money for her birthday. And like we took her uh, Molly, actually I was, I was working. Uh, Molly took her to the store to pick out what she wanted with like her gift cards. She picked a camera. I was like, oh. I'm so happy. Like she picked a camera. <laughs> She's been like taking pictures of stuff. Daddy, can I get a picture of you? I'm like, of course. Course. Do you want me smiling in this picture? No, I don't think so. Do you want my hat on or off? Mm, leave the hat. And my hair is just like all wild and crazy. And she's like, oh, right. put the hat on. I'm like, mouth of babes. <laughs> like, it was just like, um, but like, again, like that stuff is, I mean, on one hand, taken for granted. I don't regret it. That's right. what I have to do. And then it's when like yes. I have this time for me. What do I do with that? I want to make sure. Exactly. It's right. Exactly. Like, and that's how you keep your, like, and, and I know like the, the norm provides some sense of sanity but it, it also like it, it helps ground you a little bit more like you so you don't get like caught up just swept up in the mundane and then mm-hmm. you know so you know after so many years you're like wait well what did i do with my time mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. and so yeah like i just wanted i want i'm always like one of those people that likes to learn i just want i want to learn whether it's information whether it's a skill um i've always been drawn to art i've always been bad at art and um it was one of those things where i was like maybe i can learn to do something here with art so um that's that was kind of my motivator but really what it was to keep me in it was the community in general like if i didn't have the community being like yeah that looks great even though it looked like trash like if they didn't have that for me like i i wouldn't be still doing this 100 percent. yeah and just a little bit of validation does help along the way like the the community is just so supportive um in, in that in that terms like i mean sure you'll get a dickhead every once in a while it's like yeah it sucks you know whatever fuck that guy but 
the um but for the most part like people are willing to help you they want to see you get better and like that's the craziest thing that is for somebody that's been gaming for 20 years it's the craziest thing that i've ever had or i was just like what is this what, what do you mean you want to help me get better like what excuse me um yeah yeah there was a um there was a really awesome youtube video i'm trying to remember what it was and uh, chat gang here talking about uh, uh, black magic craft. This might have been it. Uh, te yes. Techniques for for painting with uh, with like shakes or some tremors or, or whatever. Yep. And uh, uh, using yeah, I think he said something about using your chest. chest. Yes, I tried using my chest, and I ended up painting all over my shirts. So I <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to the table. Yeah. No, I, I like I have a I broke my right hand uh, like a while back. Um, uh, and so, like, I, I just don't have the same dexterity. And so I have to do, like, a fucking weird mechanics grip when I paint. Like, uh, okay. uh, just to, like... But I don't have it, like, shakes or anything. It's just my hand. I just don't have the dexterity. And so, yeah. like, so, like, I do have to, like, you know. But but that's, uh, you know. Like I said, everyone's got their, like, struggles and, you know, helping yeah. each other out You're in this community is just been phenomenal. and uh and speaking of uh bracing uh it's a it's a great segue into uh why i do the rock bases so the reason i do the rock bases especially for the deep kin for one you're, you're the, a professional the, I, you can you can keep going i'm, I'm gonna go uh, oh the, the, the stand the, okay <laughs> the stand professional suck. segue he doesn't need me <laughs> but the the stands suck so you always want to do something better anyway but the rocks are great because it gives you support to do your crazy waves on so if you always want to do like cool waves and things like that you can brace them on these like rocks and then you can really like get those like big swooping waves and like monstrous waves and kind of things like that to make like these cool uh action scenes and um things like that so um <laughs> but uh oh hey hey rapo hi but yeah the uh that was the the biggest thing for me was was just doing waves um to have a a base for it because if you don't have anything to brace it on it just ends up turning into a pile of goop and then uh it gets kind of hard after that but oh yeah oh yeah i gotta i gotta run the stream now while uh Mephisto gets a drink. Like, so, yeah, like, like the term <laughs> working bigger. Um, yeah, like those kind of th like all of the stuff, when it, especially when it comes to water effects, is just require of patience. Um, like those those waves and things like that usually take a curing time of about two hours. Um, if you throw them in front of a box fan, it helps speed it up. But yeah, Sajil makes a good point. Basically, you start with a broom first, and then kind of go with a toothpick to keep it like in place and like reform it to where you want. What I do is just take a junk brush, like grab a brush that you could literally just give two craps about. Like usually if you bought like one of those cheap paint sets back in the day, or if you got one laying around that you got like a big brush, just I, what I do is just dip that stuff in the wave material and then just use that to build off of it and then just wash it clean after I'm done. 
but um the the brush definitely helps a lot um in terms of like keeping your shapes and things like that um also dye your stuff don't paint it do not paint your resin dye your resin dye it dye it dye it and don't use a lot of dye a little dye in an epoxy goes a long way so um you i mean maybe a drop or two when i was doing like these eels and things like that it was like a drop or two and would dye the entire thing um when you when you say dye your resin like is it a special type of dye you need for your resin no um no you can use you can actually use acrylic paint to dye it if you want to um just uh just use a very very small amount when you dye it okay um but yeah it's uh just don't paint it afterwards Just don't paint it afterwards. You can paint like the whitewater highlights and things like that on it um, afterwards, but don't like actually physically paint it. Right on. Yeah, you did good, by the way. Um, I it, whenever I walk away from the stream like that, I always like put on Twitch uh, on my phone. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> sweet. Um, uh, so uh, you've got the Beetlejuice uh, striping on these eels. Yes, that was actually is... what it was. was what I was going for was making some Beetlejuice sandworms. Yeah. Um, and I was trying, so the, the whole theme I'm trying to do with the army is trying to do the graveyard of the, uh, the graveyard of the Pacific. And so like, I'm trying to make like this, this cove, um, which, uh, I, uh, I'm currently painting or trying to get my lighthouse done for. Um, but I'm trying to make a cove where these guys like are just like, it's crash ships everywhere. Um, jagged rocks crashing waves storming seas um display board table or table yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, so yeah i need to build the display board that's what i have to do still so um but that's what yeah that's what the plan for the display board is um i uh i don't know if i don't think i sent you a picture of the lighthouse but um no i haven't haven't seen that you you can uh, feel free to like uh tag me in like some photos we missed tonight and we can uh, be sure to get those circulating around twitter apparently i use instagram too now um but uh, I, I feel like a, such a fucking boomer whenever I like open up the Instagram app. I'm like, what? Dude, me too. What are all like, these doodads and whirly gigs everywhere? I'm like, this. I was like, I did your twitters, okay? <laughs> I. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know about this Instagram. The grams, yeah, the instas, and like now everyone's moved on to TikTok, and it's like, oh yeah, and I'm I can't do it. I'm I like, can't I already TikTok. have like an antiquated. Like I I don't self promote on on the stuff. I have a YouTube. Like I do all this stuff, and I'm like. I'm not technologically averse. I'm I'm very tech savvy, but it's just there's some the the UIs or there's something going on with the the stuff where I, like I can't be bothered to learn it. I just well for me it's just like when does it end? Like right. when when does the line of social media apps end? Like because I'm like well you can connect to people here, but now everyone's connecting to people here, but now everyone's connecting to people here, and you're just like oh my god I can't keep up. Yeah, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm I'm on the internet like of my own volition for the most part like i i choose to be here i don't want to like yep. follow you around through all your like fad social medias and you know the ones that like you you think will stick around and then don't and I'm like i can't you know i can't uh snipbag dropping a thousand rdp to remind everyone the chat gang ain't nothing to mess with and earlier <laughs> on uh soren dropped ten thousand rdp as a flex uh that chat gang ain't nothing to mess with <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so the Beetlejuice. That's Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah, I, Thank you so much for the follow there. Yeah, I actually we uh, I actually painted those 
actually the the wife and I watched Beetlejuice on TV. Of so uh, God, well, it was like a few weeks before I started painting them, and I was like, you know what would be super cool is if you had the sandworms and they were the eels. So like I was I was super dedicated to sandworms doing I hate them. Um, I'm actually like <laughs> in the middle of like coming up with my uh my ho- horror movie marathon. I'm doing um so I, I like October Halloween absolutely. I start uh Molly won't let me start Halloween in August. Um, I'm very upset with her. We're currently, it's like been the big fight of our relationship. No, it's not. Um, it's just like every day I'm like, okay, can I put up my decorations in August 1st? And she's like, no, the second. And just like every day I like come back with a different date. Um, September 1st <laughs> is like when I'm allowed to start decorating, by the way, for Halloween. Um, and I will, I will be doing that. Um, but I've already started, like I just, something happened. And I, like my brain just like clicked and I've been like in horror movie, like overdrive lately. Um, so, like, I'm a weird person, so I'm, like, in Halloween mode pretty much all the time. But, like, really, like, decided to, like, write a horror movie marathon. <laughs> to have, like... Uh, that, go ahead. That's pretty much how my wife is, too. Like, she is, like when it comes to Halloween decorations, she would leave them up all year if she could. <laughs> I, I mean, same. I There was a meme last year during, uh, you know, 2020. It was, like, it was, like, holiday, like, fuck it, like, you know, like, quit harping on people for, like, their decorations out here. And they're, like, if you want to eat jelly beans in a bathtub wearing a costume with your Christmas tree lights, uh, like body, body, blah, then do it. Cause time is meaningless right now. And I'm like, I'm like, honestly, that's how I feel normally. Like if you want to celebrate Halloween the whole time, just fucking go for it. I love Halloween. Um, so yeah, doing horror, horror movie marathon, you, you, the Beetlejuice here, I was rethinking about how great Beetlejuice was. Now it won't be on the marathon. Cause like, I don't think it's horror enough, but it's got the horror beats, right? And it's just, it's so fucking, it made me go back and, like, watch, like, YouTube clips. And I'm like, like, it's just, it's such an iconic movie for me. Like, there is no, for Michael Keaton, that was his most legendary role, like, hands down. Like, nothing will top that for me with Michael Keaton. Yeah. No, I mean, so so much so, like, I think he lived in the shadow of it in other roles. Um, Yes. Like, and and he'd he'd take these serious, like, real actor roles, and he's just, he's so good. Um, he's so talented, and then like uh, he did that movie. God, what was it called? Like where he plays the the psychiatric patient who takes over the hospital, and uh, he's like kind of lo- like he's kind of like he's playing a bad guy on the screen. And I'm like, oh, it's just Beetlejuice taking over like a hospital. <laughs> that one was pretty good, and like completely, utterly like under the radar. But yeah, no, uh, it it's cool. Um, maybe we will get the Beetlejuice too. They say that is in production negotiations or something like that maybe maybe it'll be good i don't know i don't care the yeah. new thing never ruins the old thing for me like some people out yes. there, they get they get worried like yeah. oh if they you know if they make another you know name your favorite if they make another princess bride i'm gonna be mad at i don't care like, like if, whatever it'll like, be good or bad but like nothing will ruin yeah. how great i think the initial princess bride is you know like no you can still watch it yeah I'm, you know what i mean it's it's to me it's one of those things like if you don't like it don't watch it. Cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like I'm taking crazy pills with, like, observations like that. <laughs> Social media I, demands that I be upset or, like, like have some I, strong emotion. They're just, I don't know. Like, yeah. You, I mean, most of the time, it's not the same people doing it. Like, you you know it's going to be different. Like, it's yeah. you know it's not going to be the same thing. So, to see that your expectations were completely blown out of the water and you thought that 
you know, I, the, it was supposed to be the something like the original, and it's not. Like, well, sorry, the, man. The like, worst case scenario you knew is what this was. The worst case scenario is it's crap, but it gets a new generation of people interested in the old, be the, the initial yes. Beetlejuice, right? Yep. And then, yeah, and then you have the possibility of bringing back something sweet. So, right. yeah, I mean that—that's the worst case scenario. The new thing, the new version of it sucks, and then people like it, like the old thing. I mean, the best case scenario is it's actually good, and that's that's fine too if it's good. So it's a win-win for me. I know, hot take, hot take. I know. Worst case scenario is it's boring. Yeah, but if it's yeah. boring, then it's just whatever. Who cares? What? I already didn't care. <laughs> uh, I love you too, Take Over Mars. Dropping in with, with 14 years of of, uh, of subscriptions there. So thank you so much. And you love me a little bit more than Axel? Well, thank you. I'm glad you like me a little bit more than a, than a, a different fictional character. <laughs> uh, so I've got your uh, avatar uh, here. Uh, oh, yeah, the Eidolon, yep. Uh, I see you uh, went yeah. full Cthulhu. Yes. So uh, everyone was like, where did you get the squid head from? Here's a tip. It comes in the box. <laughs> it's actually one of his little sea creatures that goes on. It's in the kit. Hashtag so instead, so instead, you know, in, uh, since I was going for um, the um, the graveyard of the Pacific vibe, that's where um, the... Um, the super creepy, uh, the super creepy town. I can't think the name of it. That, uh, um, where the Cthulhu legend was born. Mooth. I can't something Mooth is like the last part of it. It's like, uh, God, I can't. or something like that. Yeah. Or... But it's a, uh, it's over there. So it's uh, so I wanted to do you know something a little Cthulhu-y. So I was like, oh dude, well, why don't I just put this cool squid head on it? Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um. So yeah, so it's something. It makes it unique, um, and uh, like I said, I liked it better than just the regular guy riding the wave. Yeah, um, put a little. You're, you put a little of your own spin on it. And uh, yeah, um, look at that and, highlight though. So this was actually uh, I actually found a line of paints that were super nice uh, called uh, called Turbo Dork paints. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh they're a, they're a great line of metallic paints um and i like using metallics with the uh with the deep kin because makes them look shiny makes them look wet so yeah um so uh yeah i bought a i ended up buying a couple of them uh from one of our uh, hobby shops because they sponsored them on a kickstarter um sort of thing so they had the, the paints in the shop so i picked up a couple of them really liked them went back and bought a bunch of them so um so then I, yeah, so I started doing a lot of stuff in them. Um, and they're like very similar to like the green stuff world, like the color shifting paints um, and things like that. But very nice. They come with like their own mixing bottle in them. Uh, they're actually just a little bit uh, bigger than a normal size dropper bottle. Um, hmm. uh, but they're great. And uh, I, I use yeah. the crap out of them. Um, yeah, this is, this is so, gnarly, man. Like this is pretty pretty rare good gnarly there's the, you can say gnarly in two different ways with two different inflections to mean either super cool or super weird like man that's gnarly and there's like oof, that's gnarly right <laughs> that was the good gnarly but, uh, <laughs> I love the but yeah language. it's fantastic <laughs> me uh, me too i would like uh, I, I always like uh when people are like trying to learn english i always just laugh and i'm just like yeah welcome to the hardest language you will ever learn because it makes I, no sense actually like i i posit that like ancient cantonese is probably like a lot harder but 
like english is is difficult sure yes i, I always feel like it's a it's the whose line is it anyway sort of moment like where uh the rules are made up and the points don't matter like, well i mean but that has to do with like like we we, we have like a like a very american centric you know we you and i at least um yeah and, and that sort of americans it's a very american centric view of, of the english language and it's it's an incomplete view like whilst america is perhaps the best country on the planet at exporting its culture right now um it you know you got to think about like the imperialistic nature of england right and the language was basically made like it's made to invade other people's languages it's really like the only way to like like describe it because you, you like yeah like fuck yeah we'll use the word canoe now whatever like it like and there's just fuck it yeah tennis yeah fuck you tenny that's ours now tennis like it, it like there's just my favorite is like about where bootlegger comes from so like there was a word right like it, with like a super thick english drawl that was said on the high seas that meant pirate okay okay so that like like uh uh peanuts teacher noise blah, there was a word right like we don't know what it yeah. was okay um it's been lost to time we have no idea and so, like, the French would say that word. And it sounded something like, like, right? Like, just something super Franco. And then the English heard that word and said, oh, yeah, like, and just, and they just, and so they, this, whatever this origin word was, like, we don't know. It's gone. And it was just the, the, the English language, the, 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 with a healthy dose of, like, of, like, like sort of Franco British rivalry, just just bastardizing each other's language, and now we it's know like a really playing. it's like a really bad version of the telephone game, uh-huh. like playing out. Yeah, yeah, or, or awful. You know, <laughs> awful used to mean like full of awe, but it was used sarcastically by the Brits for so long it flipped meaning. <laughs> and like you can still hear traces of that every time you listen to someone like with a British accent say awful. The way they say awful, it's like super enunciated. It's awful. Like awful. And they really like hammer awful. And so like it just it flipped meanings. I love the English language. Like people will like this is where I talk about how like how people say the same thing with two different tones. You know, like like man, right. They would someone would tell you this whole like that whole diatribe I told you, but like be negative and angry about it. And me, I'm like, no, that's amazing. That's exactly what makes it awesome. That's what uh, that's what I loved about uh, that's what I loved about Teddy Roosevelt was that he like legitimately tried to rewrite the English language, oh. and uh, they I, like the rest the rest of the country made fun of him for it. I mean, I, I'm a bit of a Teddy Roosevelt honk. Uh, like <laughs> he's he was uh, tangent three. Everybody smoke him if you got him. Um. Like, I absolutely love him. Uh, like, so first of all, big fan of, like, Parks and Recreation. Like, he, huge yes. fan of, like, leisure time and, and parks and, and public spaces. And uh, and then there's that part where he got shot in my city, Milwaukee, yep. finished his fucking speech, <laughs> and then left. Like, yeah. oh. And the, cra- the, and the crazy story about that is that when he got shot, the only reason that he didn't get shot was because he was so 
fucking blind that he had to wear these like huge like coke bottle sized glasses and so the speech that he wrote was on such large print because he was blind that it would it, the it, the way it was folded in his jacket was like a bulletproof vest it literally stopped the bullet because the pamphlet was that thick and he just and he just like finishes the speech like oh, yep. oh what a baller like and then like he, like you know those like the 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 meme where it's like the the guy like the 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 old style pugilist you know with the like you know in my day we call you know the this you're a sissy memes and then like uh you don't know this meme oh my god i oh <laughs> where like yeah he's got the like the, the fist the, yeah. you know the fisty cuffs up and he, the fisty cuffs yeah and he's like you know they they'll say something and it'll be like oh you mean bed warmer you know like and just like make fun of things well that was that was like the, the crazy thing about him is that he would take people into box like he was a big boxer so he would take like people that he was like uh people that worked for him and stuff and he would take them in the ring to discuss crap and he would just beat the <laughs> crap out of them i was just, while trying to negotiate well, stuff. where i was going with that is like teddy roosevelt was the boxer meme guy like the yes the, like yeah 100 percent and and then you're like actually confirmed he did go and fight people and I'm like oh my god I was about to like make a metaphoric uh like statement and you just made it literal oh yeah fucking Teddy Roosevelt just gets cooler and cooler like I, he, he, he he like he also uh he was he was like just he just incited Truman like because he so he's out of office like when when uh, World War One was it one or two I think it's one right. Uh, two is true. Uh, two is Truman. Yeah. Okay. So it was two. We're like, like Truman won't go to war, and Teddy Roosevelt's just like you pansy, <laughs> like, <laughs> until like Truman goes to war. It was like it's so great. Like Teddy Roosevelt. Like if 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 Teddy Roosevelt had a Twitter account back then, it would just it like oh it would my be god transcendent. Like <laughs> it would be just transcendent. Oh. Like, like I mean, but in those times, like you didn't Twitter, you would like have an editorial in the paper, or like someone would come to you. You know, and then you'd get your little things. And so he would just, like, publicly, which was not something you're supposed to do in the presidency at that time, is, like, you know, like, you know, if you're the president, you're known as Mr. President for life, right? Like, you're always – and so, like, in that time period, if they called you Mr. and your name in a, in, in the papers, it was seen as a slight. Like, they were – and they were doing it on purpose. Like, so if they said Mr. Truman in the paper – and so Teddy Roosevelt, like – goes and like writes essentially like not an editorial they come to him for the thing and he calls him mr truman instead of like mr president or president truman and it's like oh damn and then it's like the like you just got like the mic drop meme just goes off because he just like roasted oh my god what a, oh sorry uh <laughs> you're the history buff and i'm sitting here recounting my oh, dude, uh, dude, history uh, to you. Uh, what was it uh like did you ever watch the uh did you ever watch the movie lincoln and uh with um uh, uh with um God dang it! The the newest or like the latest one, the the one that Spielberg did. Was that uh, no? I, I didn't uh, watch it no. with Dan, with Daniel Day Lewis. No, I, I didn't. I didn't oh, okay, it. So, fantastic film. Highly recommend if anyone has not watched that movie to watch it. But there is a as a story that Lincoln tells to uh, one of his telegram uh, like one of his telegram officers um, about um, uh, about uh, about uh what was it uh john locke and when john locke went over to britain he <laughs> they um after the war they were uh 
of course, like trying to like brag and boast like they were the greatest country. So they had these like lavish parties that they would like invite the Americans to and like whatever. Just, just to, to rub like... it in their face. Right. Right. Like, the, right. The, the typical like British thing to do. Um, so like John Locke goes over and uh, the they're having this big fancy ball or whatever. And so uh, the Englishmen are joking about how they have a picture, a portrait of George Washington in the bathroom. And like that's their their big joke, and so uh, they go to they go to John Locke, and they're uh, or John Locke excuses himself to go to the bathroom after talking with these gentlemen. Comes back, and uh, they go. So uh, John, what do you think of uh, what do you think of our gesture of putting George Washington's portrait in the bathroom? And John Locke looked at them, and he goes, "I can't think of anything that would make an Englishman shit faster than the presence of George Washington." <laughs> and i just fucking lost it i was oh, like what a great story oh it is great well, i mean that's the thing is like um like I'm, I'm not one for like dogmatic jingoism and stuff like that and and most people know i'm like a dirty leftist i don't i don't hide it but like i do think that like with there is a lot to be appreciative in, in, in american history like we revolted when by all accounts like our 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 main class strata were like relatively fine and mostly revolt happens when you're at a breaking point in almost all the cultures like the french revolution to follow they're starving right like yes. and you you choose either slow death and like the american hubris i think that's where like that reckless individualism the sort of like pompous entitlement like i think we've always kind of had it because like as like we revolted when we were like kind of good you know like we you know like it, it, yeah t you know taxation without the intent was there the intent of doing something better was there right right no and and but the, but i mean it's just like it's so like you could respect it you could be like oh yeah and like george washington really was just like just a tactical genius if it was like warhammer he was yep. just the most he really was like this and that's why go ahead oh no go ahead go ahead finish your well, well like he, he really was a tactical genius with like he's on he is he is to quote Hamilton outgunned outmanned like he he just the the British might they were the their first of all their navy was was the best in the world yes hands down hands down like yep. beyond contestation whoever had the best navy just one tended to win wars yep even if they were land wars like just because the nature of like blockades and it, it, I mean it's just and so well, and, and especially but, with the nature of the colonies that were all you know right there on the coastline like yeah yeah and he just and so he's just, and he just these these this sort of like tactical brilliance, but then also recognizing, uh, in a sort of a method that we wouldn't use until World War One again, which was the sort of notion of like a GDP style warfare, right? Yeah. Like looking at resources in a very RTS manner. George yeah. Washington, and I, maybe he's the one credited for it. It was somebody else, but like George Washington's troop for the first time was like one of the ones that recognized the battle of resources. Just yes. make it cost too much. Yep. And we and that that strategy wouldn't be employed again and wouldn't be codified until World War One. Like when GDP was actually like nailed down as a concept by some British parliamentary economics guy, right? Like and he, he just recognized like if we just make it cost more money than it's worth fighting, then they'll and just brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely so, brilliant tactics. So maybe my American, my like rah-rah Americanism is showing Well, that's up. what made the War of 1812 so uh, so devastating was that you didn't have George Washington anymore. You had weak leaders like Madison in charge. And uh, that was the uh, that was 
the turning point for the British was that you didn't have to go against George Washington. Right. But then they had to go against Andrew Jackson, which was completely different. Ugh, well, but that's a sociopath now who's just willing to do stuff that, like, in wartime etiquette that you didn't, that even George Washington didn't do, right? Like, oh, yeah. Andrew, ja- yeah, Andrew Jackson was literally the toxic video gamer of warfare. Like, <laughs> I, I love hearing the like, history, uh, the history, like, soon to be master, like, fucking talking about that. That's fantastic. Like, it, it, it really is, because, like, he, like, there are a lot of, like, things that, and I'm one of those, especially, like, with our current climate nowadays, it's, it's very, it's a very, like, walk on eggshells when it comes to our history. Yes, it is. Um, and, no, I, I, I get you. And it's, for me, it's, I'm a big proponent of, and the reason I'm in this, like, seeking this career in general is to teach about context and let context is everything in understanding history mm-hmm. and that you you can't go into history with a biased objective view of things because you have to contextualize what the pro- the thought process of this was so like um like one of the big things for andrew jackson can, that he gets uh can i that, ask real quick if you watch yeah. um if you if you listen to uh, revisionist history and also and or hardcore history uh Dan? yeah okay so you, you listen to both of these this yes. is this is literally like I get the bulk of my history knowledge, so to make my bias known, yep. I get the vast majority of my history knowledge now from from those two guys and a guy uh, called Step Back History. Like these are the three history programs I consume the most. Um, I've always had an interest in history or been a student of history, but I've always been more interested in philosophy and then go, yep. like, kind of recounting the philosophy through time and then sort of branching out from there into what was relevant around there so i just want to like i'm labeling my bias anyway so i was just curious yeah. if you were familiar with them so yeah yeah absolutely um i do listen to uh, uh i do listen to hardcore history quite a bit um the but like the the thing with like uh andrew jackson and like the uh the trail of like the trail of tears and when he had to when he moved all of the native americans to the land was to protect the native americans and like the and like a crazy thing you know people are like well he, well, he wanted to kill indians this is true but he also wanted to the the crazy thing was was that the south was so indicative of people wanting to take native american land that they had no option it was like so we can either uh it came to a point where the government just couldn't mandate it anymore like you can't just like set people up along the border to prevent people from georgia to come in and stop stealing your land or stop coming in and gunning down your livestock or well this is that broken glass thing again like, right like if someone wants to break your window they're gonna break your fucking window but you gotta set the line or whatever right 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 and so as much as the government tried to set the line with the south they wouldn't comply mm-hmm. so they ended up being See, like that well, sounds like that's a repeated <laughs> problem no, yeah, yeah 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 absolutely um so what happened was is that they had to take those people and then they had to move them so they were like either we give you either you stay and fight these people in the south and we can't do anything for you or we can move you to this land out here uh-huh. to pre- maybe prevent them from heckling you later um and so it's one of those things where yeah in, like in context when you look at it you're like yeah you just fucking walked a bunch of native americans to their death but it was in a sense to protect them in a way um and, i mean and so it's 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 that weird gray area of history you know what i mean where it's like you can see that people were trying to to make the right decision at the time but just didn't have the knowledge of exactly what you know like you, you think of it in a primitive mindset right like not thinking it from my mindset but my mindset 200 years ago like mm. 
obviously not as developed as I am now. I'm thinking about these well, things in a way different way. Well, like I mean, religion is dominating my life. Like, well, you're not you're not wrong about like about context. I mean, I, I think a yeah. historian's job is to fill in context because yes. history, whilst it takes a, a very like sort of scientific method of approach, um, it's narratives that override history. It's yes. not necessarily like okay, so like you know this, and so I'm basically yep. saying this more for. Yep other people listening in um my understanding of of history is like yeah you can look at like the the ammo logs and you can look at like the you know maps and stuff like that and right. that's like that's the hard facts of what was going on right but like you're always distilling the rest of it through what are essentially subjective means like you're reading people's diaries your Diary, you know, yep. diaries and missives and letters sent and so yeah. you're still you have the human element there in in the diary in the letter in yep. You know, and they're going to be informed by their subjective perspective, their level of education and understanding. Education. Exactly. And and so like you have you don't get we we think of history as like a a solved problem. You know, like yes. it's oh yeah, like we know what happened on this date, and it's like you'll you'll we'll never one hundred percent know our history. Our history right. is essentially a it's a narrative. I mean, it's it's it, yeah. it's the and filming. Uh, filling in the context of the narrative and well and narratives change over time so when we and we know more about some aspects of history than we ever did because we get this one journal and then like that nobody had seen before and then like it mentions something that's like a counter narrative to what exists and then we go and look for all the other details that like corroborate that counter narrative exactly so like oh no we can actually like look at like you know indeed there were these three wine barrels at this port yeah. at this time that this journal referenced and we can corroborate that fact and now you have to like take some of the other stuff said in that journal at like that level of value and like it's, right. history is insane like it's 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 we again we it think is. of it as a set like objectively we uh, people people have, tendency, have a tendency to look at it in a linear manner when it's not a linear experience um because like people like want to look at it as a a chronological series of events that what we know we know these are these bullet points we move through history but it's the it's the splinters off of that that really tell the stories in in the history mm-hmm. yeah no it's really cool i i i think we're, i i don't want to get into the the deep end on like what's going yeah, on with yeah. with history in america right now but, and and how it how it is and i just think that right. um keep an open mind like yep take the good with the bad and take the good right and And don't use the past to be shitty to people right exactly (laughs) everyone's past is laden with murder yeah and slavery just just don't yeah just don't be shitty to people right now exactly just don't be shitty to people like respect other people's opinion about it but you know we everyone everyone has dark history and that's you know unfortunately unfortunately for america it's just fresher because it's only two well, and that's the thing is is it's not ancient history in america's history yep. in terms of america like it's one grandma in terms of right. Jim crow like you're one grandma away from jim crow like you, you, that they're alive you know same thing with the holocaust like you're right you're one grandma from right. the holocaust like exactly. it's not this ancient long gone we don't have you know a lot of the stuff we actually have like more reliable news sources well, yes. What, you know, on we have a better. We're better now at, at historians in a hundred years from now. Oh man, like oh man, yeah. Like sorting out social media as like a like a, a part of a study of history, and like sorting the shit posting from like 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, how are you going to fill in the context with like people with meme culture? Right. Like, well, and like we live in such a like satirical environment. Yeah. Like, how are we ever going to take anything without a grain of salt? You know, in the like the the historians looking back on this time period, like, uh, I mean, I, I hope I'm a, I hope I'm a digital construct by then to to be able to witness it personally. But like, just download, download me into an Android. Yeah, there it download, download my brain into a phone or like a Google bot body, like whatever they're selling. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sweet. I, Go ahead. Oh, so I'd, I'd say I'd rather uh, I'd rather sell coffee than live. We'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, we got a shark. You want quote from somewhere I don't remember? In America, one hundred years is a long time. In England, one hundred miles is a long distance. In a in America, one hundred years is a long time. In England, one hundred one hundred miles is a long distance. I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, the quote's not wrong at all. I mean, literally, you have thousands of years of history in comparison to mm-hmm. America's like couple hundred years. So well, a lot happened. Like yeah, a lot. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on there. Just a little crusades, a little Black Death. Yeah. Oh, I, I was listening to a, a podcast on the Black Death, and we, whilst they were recording it, there was a new, uh, there was uh, new information on on where the Black Death came from. Like whilst they were recording it, so they're like four episodes in. I'm like, oh yeah, it turns out beavers played a role, I and mean, this is like a totally new thing because like the whole thought was like it was this flea that transmitted the the bacteria initially from off of like. Uh, whatever populace and like actually like by the way beavers and like we found traces of this this gene code and like the dna tracks all the way back to like fucking beavers now and i'm like oh oh right so, so now like apparently beavers were part of the fucking like it just you know like and like here's the historian that discovered this and here's the three like uh peep the, here's the three papers in the metadata analysis that corroborate it and you're like well awesome like uh this is why i go philosophical because everything's a lie. Reality's what you make it. <laughs> you know? Like it's like we, we can only we can only yep. do so much. Uh, you know, exactly. We operate on certain truths that we like take for granted and at face value. And then we get like new information and like you should recalibrate when you get new information and you know keep going and keep growing because that's about the best you can do. But man, right? Like the 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 building blocks of knowledge. But you know, yeah. The more you know, oh. the more you realize you don't know anything. That, exactly. Um. So enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey, and that was just a metaphor for hobby, right? The better at painting you get, the more you realize yeah. you got you, you got more painting to get better at. You see the metaphor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's where I was going with that. The whole time well, it was a big segue. It was, yeah, and it was also a big segue into learning from our history. That's why you don't repaint your models. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Callback. See, you, you'd be a professional podcaster. Look at that. There we go. Yeah. Uh, gold shark. Okay, why a gold shark? I got to ask. Okay, so uh, why not? That's what I say. Um I can't find any flaws in this logic. So my thing was, is that if they're going to go and scour the, the deep seas to find the most elaborate, crazy creatures they can find, I was, I wanted to do that. So why not just have a gold shark? Um, yeah. And um, 
it was actually this really um it's more uh when you actually see it in person because of the lighting it's a little bit more orange in person than it is gold but so you're rocking the orange blue dynamic too yeah right color, color combo um but yeah so um yeah, I want to do uh, something something stand out for him, make him nice, gold, shiny, um, and then uh, uh, and then do the uh, you know do do the big rock base with the with the waves on it. I think this was probably the one that uh, he was the last model from that I've done uh, in these pictures. So I'm getting more consistent with the wave tech. Well, I can um, see a, a very clean resin pour here. Like, look at the ring here on on this one is like uh, yeah. su super clean. Even so, Kicker, how's uh, it going? Thank you so much for 15 years of support with the uh, tier one sub. Um, yeah, keep going. But yeah, but yeah, that was uh, that was my thing with this one is that you know uh, even like as I'm going through these, like I'm still learning um, and I'm still discovering things. Um, well, I, I like how you went with the the underplate is sort of like a, a, a like a duller and it's a turquoise, and then the sort of like the the straps on the top are like the the blue, like the, the blue, yeah. Yeah, the um, the green is the the green on him is kind of the theme I have going through the entire army. So the um, it's like like further armor and things like that. Um, I felt uh, I can't remember. I think it was a scale seventy five, um, like their alchemy, their metallic alchemy set uh, that had this really beautiful uh, green in it, uh, this metallic green, and uh, I became infatuated with it and I wanted to use it. So, so, so you like, do oh. you do like find a color that just jumps out. It, you get curious. like yeah yes yeah and i'm like okay i, I really want to use this um so uh so yeah so i definitely try to like look and try to break down in ways that i could use that color um oh what's up cannonball welcome um but yeah those were um those were the kind of the big things that i wanted to do was uh I had those cool alchemy paints. I wanted to use them really bad. I wanted to try them out. Usually it's a lot of the time is me playing with a color because uh, I just get them. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, I really like the way that looks. And then I end up doing the whole thing in it. Um, Love you too, Can and... Cannonball. How's it going, my friend? I hear you have a tournament going on. Or going uh, going on soon. Go on. <laughs> Help, help him shamelessly. Yeah, I, and that's why, that, and that's why I've been trying to crank these boys out. I got a, uh, we have uh, our flying monkey tournament next next month in the middle of August. So I'm trying to get all these guys done, painted up and based before. Flying monkey is the same. Where is that one? Sorry, I, that's in Wichita. This, this is the second time I've heard about it now. Yeah, it's in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, approximately what size? Uh, I think it's. I think we have. Uh, I think we have at least fifty people. Right on, right on. So, I, I've, I've, this is now the second time I've heard about this. So I mean, that's that's a proper event. Fifty people. Let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm 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 super excited about it. I'm running a very weird deepkin list. So um, with sharks it'll... and turtles. <laughs> well, and, well, I mean, with sharks and, and reavers, turtles, apparently. Uh, oh yeah, with reavers. Reavers, uh, the reavers weird tech. Yeah. Yes, uh, reavers are very good on the Overwatch. Uh, we're gonna talk some IDK tech right now. Reavers are awesome. Um, yeah. So the Overwatch procs after they make the charge. So you can Overwatch with them. They have a nine-inch profile for three shots each at fours and fours, no run one damage. So you can pepper something on the charge for like fifteen wounds on like a four-up save if you give because you can give them plus one to hit from the turtle. So you give them plus one to hit from the turtle. So it ignores the Overwatch minus one. So then they're just fours, and then you can give them. Uh, so there's fours and fours, and you can reroll ones. But on average, twenty of them. That's sixty shots 
at fours and fours, we rolling once. Um, so yeah, something on just a typical, a, like a monster okay. with a four up save, it's, it's a lot of damage on the charge. Yeah. And so they come yeah. in and, uh, I think, uh, I, I unleashed hell against one of my buddies playing a vermin lord corruptor and like triple bracketed the corruptor on the charge with them. Yeah. Um, so they're, yeah, they're very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, look, Paul knows. Breavers! Well, they're, they're, uh, they're, uh, I mean, that, that's the thing is they're, uh, I mean, their stocks have gone up there. I, I, I really do. I, I, I promise I'm not a shill. 3.0 is the most excited I've been for AOS in a little while. And I think part of it's reality and the circumstance I've been checked out and, uh, yep. you know, having I something new, that. new to a new puzzle to solve. I, I love puzzles. I love thinking, but like the more I think about this, you know, this is that micro macro thing. The more I, I start to think about like the big picture of what's changed, I start to focus in on like some of these little gears that have turned and then I can like do stuff with Reavers is a good example of that. It turns out like MSU Reavers versus MSU other things seems to look a lot better, especially when everybody's points got jacked up. And now you've got actually well, like IDK didn't really have good battalions before. I don't know, the, like everyone like harshest yeah. like IDK. They they had very they had one but playable battalion in the whole book, yeah. and they actually got more options in their list building just by virtue of of uh, generic battalions alone. Yes, um, and the. The other big thing was that Reavers also went down in points. So they went down five points. They're cheaper. And um, the, the, like, I'm really infatuated with the, with the Overwatch mechanic right now um, in terms of it creates this gray area of the game mm-hmm. to which nothing can technically be messed with. So if a guy charges in, he can't get plus ones to save. He can't, he can't do anything. He's charging. So, like, you get to mash this thing at, you know, if it's not buffed, you get to mash it at raw value, mm-hmm. and he can't do anything about it. Yeah, prior to, so, prior to getting your rerolls to saves and your plus ones to save and all that. Yeah. Right, right, right. You, yeah, you eliminate all of that because it happens in the charge phase. Yeah, um, yeah redeployment is also very good. Yeah, I, uh, Dustin uh, Sonesh is in is in the bubble right now. I can't even talk about them. Um, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. There's a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, poor poor Slanesh, man. I, if poor they're Slanesh. just Slanesh, I don't think any army made out worse than Slanesh in the whole affair. I maintain that they put in the points adjustments for the the new battle tome, uh, th- uh, adjusting them for 3.0, forgot and then put in the points yep. adjustments a second time. Yes, it's, it's the only thing that makes makes sense to me. Yep. Um, the the points I uh, my whole opinion on the Slanesh battle tome, <laughs> you know, last edition, uh hinged on the belief that their points were set for 3.0. If those oh, were yeah. the points for 3.0, I was happy with the book. Yep. That they got jacked in addition to a lot of the things that I enjoyed about the book just it like they would... is but ash on my tongue before I even get to enjoy it, I'm just like I I they would be a go ahead. They'd be a decently competitive army like if they would have just kept the points down. Like yeah. now yeah. it's just like I don't know what to do for them. Yeah, I I don't. Sorry, sorry, Cannibal. We're gonna we're gonna disagree here. I don't care how broken your army was or was not before. Nobody deserves their army getting shelf tiered. Not a single person on the planet. I don't care how busted your army and how great your reign of terror was. No, right. I hate Zinch in many yep. iterations yep. of its existence. Yep. That doesn't mean I want my friends who love Zinch to not be able to play their army. I exactly. hate that take so much. I, I can't, there is no end to how much I hate that take. 
Like, like uh, OBR, like, I'm seeing the same thing with OBR right now, where, like, people are like, like, OBR don't get to play 3.0. And then people are like, good. The fuck did that okay, army uh, do to you? You're right. Like, I, you know, like, because your six-year-old orc army couldn't beat it? Right. Get the fuck out of here. Like, there was no, right, there was no, like, the, the shit with OBR, there was, like, OBR was fine. I had no griefs for OBR. I, I beat my own OBR army yeah. with my Bisa Chaos army. Chaos. Yeah. I embarrassed myself <laughs> with the worst <laughs> army at the time. Okay? <laughs> like, come on. Like, if, uh, I'm not saying get good or anything like that, but yeah. I am saying uh, uh, manage your biases better, folks. Like, yes. Come on, like it, nobody deserves to 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 well, have negative fun because they once beat your army a bunch, and most but, people who have these opinions didn't play that much Age of Sigmar anyway. They're just well, internet and uh, well, and a lot of the yeah, exactly, and that's kind of the other thing is that the more like I love AOS, but the more as like the community grows and it gets more competitive you like that sort of shtick starts like to like rear its head through like the ether um so like you start getting like those people that's like yeah this is trash this is always trash it's garbage it's not worth playing like blah 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 and like just meta sticking kind of like the whole thing across and being like yeah everything else is garbage don't ever worry about playing it blah 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 and one thing that i've learned from playing magic the gathering all these years is that the weird deck sometimes surprises people and wins the fucking tournament. Well, we so, got like, the, 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 like Magic the Gathering has a concept of the jungle, right? And like you have to make the reason they're they're two they're two round by format is so important is because they get such these these hyper tuned meta decks that are built to beat their own top eights, right? Like they know these are the top eight decks in in, in all of Magic the Gathering, yeah. and so they get hyper tuned to beat each other. Yeah, but then Jank that you encounter in the jungle, which is rounds one and round two, will destroy you because they're so weird so, and your hyper-tuning yep. doesn't matter. The thing is, is like Age of Sigmar exists mostly in the jungle because yep. we have real-life constraints on our army in a way that Magic the Gathering doesn't. Number one is time. Yep. Okay, you want to run 12 cockatrices? You got to buy 12 cockatrices, uh, so good luck. Right. And you got to paint 12 of them. Yep. Like, cool. It, like... Good luck. Like, there, there's such a practical throttle mechanism to how Age of Sigmar is even played at the beginning, at, like, the inception mode, and how you can even grind games to find out if the thing that you theorycrafted that is good is actually good. And then you go and you do your due diligence, you proxy some models, you put them on the table, which is what I do. I, I play with empty bases a shit ton. Or right now, I've got wolves sitting out because I was uh, I was playing them as Blood Knights. Uh, yeah, just, uh... just trying to get some tech going with, with ten mans of Blood Knights. That's why I have wolves yep. sitting out over here. See if yep. I can make uh, ten man formations of Blood Knights work. Turns out I couldn't. By the way, uh, even with like weird Tokyo Drift formations, uh, didn't like it. They are five bands. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Tabletop Simulator has been super great during the pandemic uh, to get like games in and still stay fresh. I look at it as like the hyperbolic time chamber uh, in terms of like Age of Sigmar because you can just like get so many games like in. Um, and kind of like really refine your lists out. Um, uh, Dok went it, went basically oh. the entirety of two. Sorry, I'm. I, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, finish, yeah, yeah. Finish your point. I don't even want to cut you off. Finish. Oh your no, point go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, um, go ahead, go ahead. Just just to say what uh, to to back what Takeover Mars is here. Daughters of Cain went all of second edition with a 
a a plus 60 to 70% depending on GHB win rate. They no army lasted 6 months at that win rate level. Like 6 months. DOK went 3 years like that. And they're still underpointed. Hot take. <laughs> well, they're fine. They've got some problems right now with uh, how their army is built. Um, so uh, uh, to reset back to uh, Dustin saying minus the coherency, they like 3.0. Um, uh, yeah, uh, coherency is Vince. I had a long diatribe for like the weeks after I read coherency, just like weeks. And then Vince does one Warhammer weekly and he says exactly what I was saying spending hours talking about in one simple sentence. So, me, Mephisto, just hours of saying something, just over in my way. And then he says that the new coherency rules are a solution looking for a problem, and is the most eloquent way of stating it. Um, I wish I could link, I could condense my, like, eight hours of what I said into one sentence like that. And then, like, I would be the most popular content creator in the universe because I am a fucking genius of how I think and see the game uh, and people and all those things. But, like, I'm just not concise. <laughs> and the internet likes concise. <laughs> uh, no, and, that, and that's perfectly it. It's like the coherency doesn't punish the things that people had the most problems with. And, by the way, the things people had the most problems with were already largely <laughs> fixed. Like, your 25mm da daisy-chaining skeletons and shit like that wasn't how 2.0 was practically playing out because of the new coherency rules to begin with. You could maybe straddle two buff zones for a little bit, but then you would explode and yeah. half your thing would be gone the next turn. Yeah. A and... Well, you can still daisy-chain now. Yeah, and, mean... you, and, and that's the thing. is like, 25 mil is still daisy-chain, but it wasn't a yeah. problem to begin with, and, and now it... They get to daisy chain better than anybody else, and you're only punishing the armies that nobody, or the, you're only punishing the units that nobody had a problem with to begin with. Like, don't get wrong. I, I, I one of my favorite stories about like Black Knights is is how I just had a, a 15 man or a 20 man unit of Black Knights on a, on Knife to the Heart, and I just kept resing it and throwing it at the same uh, at the same uh, unit over and over and over again until they thinned out, and then I had more than them. Right. Um. I can't run that formation the way I did because I literally just spread it straight out and I threw it across the table. Um, I can't do that anymore. I have to weird, do like weird Tokyo Drift formation so it's like half as chalky. Yep. And that was a problem because I just abused the I just abused the cavalry bases to just right. pin a guy in his zone. When he finally wiped it out, command point, res it, throw it right back at him and he'd barely get to move out of that zone. And then I had enough movement to where like even if he got out the zone, I wrapped around the corner of it and wrapped him up this way, and I just kept doing that until he lost a knife to the heart. Um, but that's a corner case, and nobody was like, nerf Black Knights. No one cared about them. Right. right? Like, people were complaining about, like, your skeletons being all daisy-chained out, or your witch elves, and so on and so forth. And these coherency changes didn't do anything to address that. I put my line yeah. of skeletons in a line, I still get to draw a penis with them. Like, I have 40 of them, I can still... It's, it's a complete I, penis. I, I really feel like the new the new coherency rules were specifically targeted at Blight Kings. That like that's really what I feel right. like the new coherency. And, and then meme incoming, but why? <laughs> like you know, like uh, uh, the actor who, uh, who Ryan Reynolds in uh, in uh, uh, Harold Kumar uh, go to White Kumar, Castle. But, but why? <laughs> but why? <laughs> like just but why? 
like it's a, it's the same thing. Like the uh, we got our new rules for the for IDK for the boats. We can only take one boat now, which I mean is acceptable because the the table's smaller. But we we get one boat. It has to be wholly within our territory. We don't get a six up after save from it anymore. And then to punish us, they go, well, you can bring two halves of a boat or a full boat. The full boat can garrison ten models, and the two halves can garrison five. And, like, they can't be mounted or anything. So the only thing that you can put in them, technically, is heroes and thralls. Thralls come in men units of ten, you dicks. And I can only put five inside of a boat. Yeah, no way. I, I don't know. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's rough edges, like, 100%. And there are things that... The, the the growing pains that everybody feels... Everybody's army feels them right now, by the way. And I think yep. that's that's oh, yeah. something people need to realize. is um And that's where that, that micro-macro, being able to zoom in and out... And look at it yep. is is that is what brings value back to something like Reavers, because you go, man, look at the way all this stuff's getting screwed over, and you're like, you look across the whole game, and you're like, wait, they're all getting screwed over, like it's yep. my time to like come up with some tech and like do some cool stuff. I yeah, just, exactly. I just hope we don't go full Magic the Gathering thing and we lock in on specific builds of specific lists because we saw it win a tournament. Like, I hate that. Like, this is the game where you can be very experimental. I ran. 100 skeletons in Nagash to great success for an entire year when everyone told me the only way to play that army was with Grimgast Reapers. And I beat the mirror match. Yep. Like, laughed at it because I didn't have Rend on my Skellingtons. So I didn't have wasted ability. I didn't have wasted ability scores. Like. Oh, yeah. I've gotten. Uh, I've gotten. Uh, I've got a lot of trash talk for uh, running aspect of the sea versus aspect of the storm. Like they're like the caster one sucks, and I'm like, oh, he's really good actually <laughs> if you run him. So uh, there's something about a double caster that can re-roll all of his casting and unbinds that's really good. Yeah, especially in a magic heavy meta. Yeah, I, I mean, I and and the other thing is like we don't know what the meta is right now. We right. have no idea what the meta is right now. We have an uh, inclination that it's MSU. I don't think yep. shooting's going anywhere, but I I never thought the shooting meta was as OP as everyone was claiming it was to begin it's with. It's not. It just happened during the year no one was playing games. So, like, the horror stories, our negativity bias as human beings just just lodges in your fucking brain. Yeah, like, Cannibal, I, Cannonball's got it right. Like, if you're playing an order army, it, it's kind of boring Gotrick right meta. Because, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Gotrek. Like, yeah. you're playing Gotrek. Like, if you're playing an order army, it's Gotrek. And that, that drives me nuts, because that's Magic the Gathering to me. Like... It's it, not. You're, it's lazy list meta. Building. It's a lazy list building to me. Like, okay, I'll just add this guy, and he does a I, crap ton of damage. I like. don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Meta list. It, like, again, you you have your fun your way. I'm gonna find a way to have mine. And if right, it right, becomes right. the Gotrick meta, Gotrick becomes a known commodity, and then I start scheming to beat him. It's fine. Well, that's what I, that's why I said I think Quicksilver Swords will be a lot more of a thing than what people think because it ignores the uh, the ward saves. You so. still just drown him in bodies, though. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, or and that's what I'm saying. Like, even the re I'm pretty sure even that twenty block of reavers pumped up could probably kill him on the charge. Like, like, I mean, they're not going to kill him on the charge. He's he's very resilient and he's going to heal himself a bunch. But like, oh, well, that's how you. De but that's how you kill Go Gotrek is with death by a thousand cuts, right? Yes. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Comrade Go Gotrek is legit though, and I I've I've been a big stand for Gotrek in a while. I like to th I would like to think that this whole edition was written for Gotrek. Uh, because see the table got smaller, which means yep. he basically gained twelve inches of movement. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 super scary. Like I got a uh, I got a buddy right now that's running uh double turtle and go trek. That's terrifying. <laughs> like... Amazing. I love it. Hmm.
Yeah, but uh, uh, just resetting real quick on the Blight King uh, yeah. uh, being targeted with coherency. Um, again, solution looking for a problem. It, that why would you solve the problem with Blight Kings with coherency when you can throttle other lovers? And we are pretty much confirmed they're getting a new book. Like, conceivably, they're getting a new book in this next year. So, like, you can't tell me you wrote your entire general rules of the entire new edition that we're all stuck with for three years. Well, I'm just trying... Like, I'm I'm cycling every unit in my head trying to trying to figure out what other unit they, they could be specifically targeting that was a problem on a base that was bigger than a 32 mil or than a 25 mil. There wasn't. That were other than Blight Kings. And, but because none of those are, none of those units are problems. Not because their base size and their coherency. Like, that's not yeah. that was never the problem with those. I think it's a one-two punch combination of, like, reinforcing the MSU meta. Because yeah. I, I, people are looking at coherency and... If we they had want actually, games to go faster. If we had straight gotten the the 40k rule because they they got two inches and we got one, uh, was is like a big difference. If we had straight gotten their their two inch rule, I wouldn't be I wouldn't have any of my complaints really. Um, but like when you factor in how reinforcement points work and stuff like that, like our, yep. units just aren't going to be as doing, big anymore. Doing that yeah. to where the coherency is as much of a problem, to be quite honest. Right. So it's really about making tighter formations and tightening up the table and how you know how that looks right. Like. And the, and that's been my solution, um, especially playing with like thirty two mils um, with like one inch range, is that you got to you have to stack formations differently. Like yeah. it just makes you just lay out your army different. That that's all it does. And so people are like, "Well, I'll never be able to get in stuff." Well, if you put in, you know, if you actually like form format your units correctly, once you charge in, you can have multiple units attack. Yeah, I mean, you you still get a pile in and stuff like that, but like. You're looking at um. So I've I've got my wolf bases handy here, um, like with the thirty twos. If you can think, imagine similarly, you do something like this to where you have a sort of like a what looks like a chain link, and then these right. two become. And so you're starting to to see some, like you you're just you're just deploying tighter and 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 that's the aim is to tighten up the deployments and to tighten up the units and. Uh, right. Fine. And it's to make it's to make game it's to make games go faster. Right. Uh, I, what, what they're trying to do is make games go faster. Right. And they've, like, they've added models. And... Yeah. They've added in a bunch of decisions to the game, which makes the game take longer. But they've also yep. removed things that make the game take longer. Rerolls. Rerolls. Yep. Just literally double the amount of time that that whatever you just did t- took. Yes. So rerolls are being stripped away. Uh, deployments, like getting tightened up. Uh, Pylon, thank God, got rewritten the way I wanted it basically from the <laughs> beginning. So thank yes. you, finally. Uh, everyone's heard, heard my joke about the pool queue and the snifter brandy. That's how I want to play my, like, what Pylon, I should be able to just push my, like, and, like, drink, you know, my drink yep. while I push them all forward. Yep. A little, like, yes. general pool queue thing where you, like, push your troops on the map. I should have to measure from one model and be like, yeah, well, no. he was cl- yeah, technically closer. that moon was <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, yeah, just straightforward. Yeah, so I mean, there's Dustin with a Twitch Prime. Thank you so much for for four years of support and Bucket Ninja buckets, buckets coming out of retirement with seven years of support. Thank you so much for that tier one sub and Snitbag. Thank you so much. Nine years of 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 uh support um yeah so 
I mean, they're, they're, I mean, again, like I really do like where three is going, like holistically. I there me are too. me too. I, I feel like it's better. We can gripe. There's I I have my gripes. Like I can't justify what like certain aspects of I'm, I put them in the bubble. I can talk about them. I can't justify what certain aspects of of of, of my army, uh, some of the armies I play, and uh, and Slanesh. I I just it puzzles like right. even if it's the summoning game and they're like the summoning i mean because you can still churn out 30 daemonets a turn which yep. is a problem for how yes. the game is played right now so even like so you're churning out 30 daemonets a turn and like that army can do some stuff like it's gonna just have yep. armies that can't as like a, a litmus test gatekeeper like you're just gonna uh, but but the thing is like slanesh players would way rather have a more interesting looking like little Neapolitan force of all these sweet ass new sculpts on the table to begin with. And like yes. way less summoning. And so like, I, I get, even if I concede like a couple points, like about Slanash, it's like, it still feels, still feels bad. Still feels bad, man. So, uh, I, uh, I don't, uh, sorry. The conversion rate of, uh, of subscriptions is years. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> this is a joke that predates, me doing AOS content, uh, and uh, and uh, and lockdown only made it even funnier. So I'm I just it's it's locked in now. It's never going anywhere. It's always years. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, although I did stop saying years of friendship because the parasocial vibes of it was like making me start to cringe. Once I started realizing it was like paying for friendship, I'm like I can't keep saying that. That's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like. Friendship is like funny as a concept, or like you know, like friendship and magic, right? Like, it, so it was like funny, and then I'm like, oh, that's really weird. Where I'm like, hey, thanks for subscribing to me for seven months of friendship, and I'm like, I can't do that anymore. It's just weird. Hype train, there you go. Thank you for all the biddies buckets. Um, Hedonites, uh, mortals are so slow. I just like big but shit that moves fast. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the correct meta for you, then. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I really enjoy that they, like, you know, finally gave monsters a spotlight. Um, now we can, like, take big stuff on the table, and it's fun now. Um, yeah, after kind of, like, the aftershock settled. Um, yeah, there's that, that uh, initial you know, discomfort, right? Like, right, where I'm like, ah, I don't like change. Um, human, then, very human, <laughs> like, right. very universal. Uh, well, I'm very, I'm very liberal in my thinking, but I'm very conservative when it comes to my games. So I'm like, I don't like things to change. No, that's uh, so I, uh, so yeah, so, so for me, it, it took a while for it to grow on me, but I like where it's going. Um, I think it's oh, cleaned the, up a lot of stuff. Um, I was salty about the table size for like one month up until the book came out. Like I heard the tables. I'm like, they better not change the fucking table size. I don't want to be like, okay, <laughs> fuck them. And like I was, I was, I was, I was incited. I, it wasn't even confirmed yet. I was incited at the notion that they would change the table size. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> and then when it happened, yeah. and like, and like when it happened, and like I got it like out of my anger mode and like my rejecting change mode for a little bit. I'm like, actually, no, this is good. This is better. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like holding the lighter under my six by four wooden table. Why did I even build you? Oh my god, I know. And I'm like, I'm so happy that like procrastination Mephisto won this time. Cause I've been meaning to buy the uh uh I think it's Frontline Gaming has like the cool little folding table. Yeah. I'm like, I've been meaning to buy that sucker for five years. 
Like, and then, you know, like, I, I look at, like, my, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, my, like, disposable income, and I'm like, I could buy that table finally. Or I could get fucking Qdoba three times this week. <laughs> what I what I started doing was actually taking Magic the Gathering play mats and then using them to uh, cover up the sides. So then you just got a spot to like put your your models, your dice, like your beer, all your your beer, yeah, your beer, yep, yeah. No, and and that was like I hope we still like I still hope events still play on the same size tables, but then like they just you have that extra space you can actually put your shit down it's on. Yes, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Like, instead of oh fucking my God. storing shit under the goddamn table Damn and, table. like... Oh, my God. And you see people Stop buying it. these little, like, hand carts so that they, like, collapsible carts and, I'm, oh. and they have, like, these mobile tables with them. Like, wouldn't it be so great if this table that I'm currently playing on had space <laughs> for me to put shit on it? So that like might I, be... I summon models, asshole. Can I have somewhere for my models? Yeah, yeah, like, I could put... Wait, you mean I could put my display board on this little corner over here? <laughs> and my beer what? over there ah, like I don't know what to do with all this space <laughs> yeah mind blown <laughs> like sometimes whether something is good or bad is just a matter of perspective you just you change yes. your perspective like like you're focusing on the wrong parts like I'm like I'm mad because I don't want it to be like 40k I'm worried about this and that and like these corner case things that I'm really focusing on but I'm like wait a minute I can put my beer on there Hmm. <laughs> like awesome. this is a win. Like win. Big win. Best best development ever. Like yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's again better perspective. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that's how I look at it too. Is this like it, it sucks and I got you know, I got my grievances with, with three point and all that stuff, but it's it's a pretty small drop in the bucket compared to the big changes that the the game's right. bringing. Like it, it's healthy. I I, I kind of hate I, I hate this take, but I believe it, so I'm gonna say it. Um, I look forward to 4.0 because they've done that thing where like they've they've kind of stripped the game down to a position where they like they finally identified the problems and given themselves the tools to fix the problems, even if the problems you know like nebulously are still around, right? Right. But, like, they now, like, this was the edition where they gave themselves the tools, which is huge. Yep. Like, that's a big deal. Like, to even be able to, like, because they, they didn't have, like, a ban list, by the way. Like, and I'm, I'm right. super against comp. But, like, Magic the Gathering has a ban list and a rotation, right? Right. Like, that's part of the DNA of their game that allows them to th throttle balance easily. Yep. Right? Like, they have a common language of what trample means and right. you know, things like that to where, like, oh, that thing. And even if you talk about, like, teaching another player, like, I can teach you trample. And then if you know what trample is, I can teach you what this it's... other mechanic is. And Exactly. And GW just didn't have that. They didn't have that shit before. Now they do. And so, like, it makes it more easy to identify the problems that stick around. And, uh, like, giving us that... Now, the the thing I worry about is homogeneity now. Like, I'm like, I don't want it to be too homogenous because I left magic right. for a reason and yes. so on and so forth. So now the fear becomes a different direction for me of changing in becoming, you know, that type of a game. But, but again, uh, I don't, I, go, ahead, go ahead. To me, oh yeah, to, to me, I don't fear that aspect of the game because they, at least with like magic, like it's on a card, right? So like once the card is printed, like it's out, it's hard to change the card. So your answer to fixing that meta or fixing that balance issue is to ban that card. Like there's no FAQ for magic where you're going to be like, okay, this is, 
the 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 new wording on the card is this. So like for for Warhammer, you have War Scrolls that are just constantly updated. So and because of that, like we now have the ability to fix those balance issues. So instead of banning things, they just make stuff not that great. And then it gets kind of just pushed down to the back burner. And then they bring up the stuff that wasn't that great. And now they make it good. Mm. And then you just have like a, this like healthy kind of cycle of rotation where you don't ever really want to get rid of any of your models because even though they're bad now, they could be good later. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's a very, I mean, it's, it's some, it's, it's, it's like the, the thing that can be perceived as bad is also the thing that's kind of great about the game. Right. Like you'd like the, from, with the, extreme exceptions of like you know tomb kings just you know flat out like buy but but when it gets right down to it like your stuff that's in rotation right now you can feel fairly confident that it's going to stay to some degree in rotation and even so like i mean i don't know the if i ever expect to never buy a model of warhammer again you know i feel that's an unrealistic expectation right i'm buying warhammer models i'm probably going to keep buying warhammer models so like we get to this there's like a little bit of like a sort of like a false, uh, like I don't know what you call it. Like, uh, there's sort of this like uh, this this notion that is incorrect that, um, like I'm gonna build my army and then I'm done. That's yeah. Not the, that's not the reality. Like you're never done. You're always buying Warhammer. You're always gonna keep updating your. Warhammer story. is a massive rabbit hole. Whether you just buy the models or get into the hobby side, it's yeah. a rabbit hole. Yeah. Period. Yeah, they they got me to buy. Uh, so I have a bunch of LON models. I have an absurd. I've like what you talked about with your your kits. I have probably about over seven thousand points. Probably over ten thousand points of like my LON stuff. I count the like unassembled stuff too, right? Like I've got stuff in boxes and stuff. Okay. All right. Um, I'm about to buy like three thousand points of the new sculpts for what is all intensive purposes the same army. Yep. Exactly. I could super easily play all my normal ass skeletons, which of which I have over a hundred. No, yep. man, I gotta buy the new skeletons. Like I, I gotta. Like it's, it's. I don't know. It's. I, I love Warhammer. Um. Like yeah. It, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 hard. It's hard to it's hard to argue with that because like GW is very good at finding ways to make you spend money. Like. It doesn't matter. Like they will find something. Oh, they'll get you to that, spend money. Oh yeah, they'll get you. Yeah, they will get you. Yeah, like, this it, this notion that they have these Machiavellian like schemes to get me to spend money in like these weird ways where they're like doing other behind the scenes stuff. I'm like, no way, man. Like they just released the new sculpts and then I want them. Like what the fuck right. are you talking about? Like they they literally just talked about in the lore a dragon army. Like okay, shut up, take my money. Yeah, like, where's the dragon like, army? Yeah, right. Where, so, like, I yeah, like that. I already know that I'm spending my money, and they haven't even like I'm just reading lore at this point, and I've already spent money. Like, it, I mean, it it goes actually like more literal than that, by the way. Like, um, entertainment companies, but doesn't matter if it's the NFL, the NBA, Games Workshop, Activision, whoever, they have they know companies have sunk billions of dollars into advertising and market research. These companies know. How much money you, dear citizen, have to spend disposably, week to week, month to month, and they are very good at extracting that from you. They basically yes. assume that amount of money spent at this point. Yes, and then they just find ways to make sure that you do it. Subscription fees on a thing like bloody bloody blah, 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 like like 
you know, I, I could go, oh, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and, like, InfoWars, like, Ish. yell at people pretty soon. But, like, um, no, like, they, they know that they, they've got my dollar. The, the, the whole business model is about getting other people's dollars, you know, growing right. the base and so on and so forth. That's exactly that's the stuff you need to be aware of, like, because they know they got my money. They know they got yours and pretty much everybody here in Shack Gang. It's it's about growing the brand and growing the, the base and pay, uh, gathering up market share and getting people to jump over from like a video game market into the into the tabletop market. And, market. Right. right. You know, that's why Total Warhammer and the old world makes sense. Right. Uh, that's why releasing Ossiarch Bone Reapers, even if they're not a one-to-one conversion rate from Tomb Kings, makes sense. Because they want, when somebody's like, hey man, I've been playing like this Total Warhammer game, and like, what's an army like Vampire Coast, or what's an army like Tomb Kings? You can go, yep. Soul Black Grave Lords, Ossiarch Bone Reapers. And on a yep. person who didn't like grow up with Tomb Kings the way that they know and love Tomb Kings, it'll be good enough to get them to jump over. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. That's... I mean, that's the focus. That's what they're doing. Um, and uh, so, like I said, the, the Machiavellian schemes and these other ways that people are concerned with them. Like, eh. Well, and, and through the, you know, and through the price point, I mean, and, and thinking about it in this way, too, like the price point aspect is they just shrunk the game. Like if they're really after your cash, wouldn't they make more models to add to the game? Like the. No, but they did jack the prices up. So they, they did jack, jack, they jack the prices up getting ready for the fact that they shrunk the game right but i mean you look at the... like you look at gar- mega gargants like they're like no you're still going to spend 800 dollars on this army like you, but you... your your initial but your initial investment um is a, is a little bit lower than it used to be also because um, i'm a dirty leftist uh diy baby let's go <laughs> <laughs> like, convert fight the power no go on. sorry <laughs> no 100 percent um, um that's that's yeah, why, like, in one in one side of my mouth, I'm talking about like how I have a hundred skeletons that I could just easily play with DIY, fight the power, rah rah rah. And then on the other hand, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy like fucking eighty of the new skeletons because I'm a fucking, oh, like, Brian, I'm a like, monster, right? Do what like, I say, uh, I, not what I do. Do what I say, not what I do. I'm 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 in the loop. I'm complicit. I I'm part of the here, problem. I'll, I'll show you part of mine. Uh, my insanity is is that I will buy a whole army. I will paint it. I will sell it and I will buy the same army again and repaint it mm. like that. I like, I just, I just did that with spiders. Like so, those spiders I showed you, I sold those and then I turned around and bought spiders. Well, again. Like, so. I remember being, you got KO in like a, in a trade essentially. And like oh, the yeah. models that you traded for, I'm like, I love those models. That was like yep. one of my first like inception moments of beating uh professor egg Xavier, one of the greatest puns ever. Um, <laughs> like was, was that i'm like you sold to like to me it was like you sold your identity you know yep. like i'm like and they're like oh it's fine i got him again i got him again but then i also have ko now like yep and i mean i, I that, that's just me like i have no i i have no sentimental value to my work and so like i will easily just chuck it and paint it I'm, again i'm gonna call I just bs a little fun. bit on that because you do keep models of your hobby, hobby progress so you have well, some like, I mean, sentimental work well i mean yeah uh but i mean for the most part in terms of like keeping in terms of like i have to have this um like the pictures i guess would to me are my sentimental value but other than that like yeah it's just not like the model itself to me, like I'll just repaint it. I'm not, I'll do something cooler and better with it. And, 
fair enough. Fair enough. I see where you're going there. Uh, no, I, I, I mean that that's the thing is like it, it also like asserts that like the 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 stuff I we're broadly talking about here also asserts that the only valuable aspect of of an interest is the monetary aspect of the interest, right? Clearly, right. we get something else out of this thing, right? Like this this beautiful, wonderful thing that we call AOS. Like clearly, right. um, you know, like there's there's a monetary, there's a capital value. Like I I'm going to when I finish my Ossiarch Bone Reapers, I'm going to sell them all and buy everything all over again too. Because I don't want to go through the hassle of stripping them yep. uh, at all. And, like, they're already modeled a certain way. And this next batch, I want to, like, convert and, like, stretch my hobby stuff. And to me, it's worth because I am – when I'm investing in Warhammer stuff, I'm making something physical. We talked about ELO. My ELO resets every year. Yeah. Like, the measure of my worth in AOS is, like, an aggregate of all these other things that I care about, but are a lot more permanent, the relationships I forge, right? Like the friendships I actually legitimately make is probably like the main thing I care about yes. in this game. Uh, like, um, it's why, like, even if I hate 3.0, I'm still going to play 3.0 because I've right. got friends. I've, uh, I go exactly. I've made, I've made great friends in this community. I've met great, awesome people. Like, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's rewarding in itself. Yeah. Man, 4.0 will come out eventually, and I'll hate it or like it, and blah blah. I, I don't feel beholden to Games Workshop in any way. Like, No. Really. Like, if I don't like your thing, I'll stop playing it eventually, you know? Or, right. I'll, like, I'll buy a couple kits, and I'll paint them because I like painting them. But, uh, you know, like, I I don't have that, like, that fervor for a company loyalty so much as I do. Like, I like what I like, and I like the people I like, and I'm going to, like, do stuff for that. Right. Exactly. It's all about um, and, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> it is. It is. It is like it, going to curtailing back to earlier. It's about the journey, right? It's all about the journey. It is. It and is. Uh, but like for me, uh, what I found is that uh, if you just you know like the stuff was trading my spiders for KO, um, and then I traded. Um, yeah, my jaw dropped when I found that out because your spiders, yeah, your spiders were. Yeah. And then I traded part of my night haunt for IDK. So, um, so I ended up doubling the armies that I had by just painting and getting rid of stuff. So like, I, I've actually more than anything have just like enjoyed the, um, uh, the, the, the internal marketplace of the community and just being like, you know, guys are just like, yeah, I'll trade you for this. I'll trade you for that. And then you just swap and get what you want. And then I pick it up and then I got a new RV that I want. Well, and now I'm buying the old stuff. A little and... bit of a sunk cost fallacy too, where like, if you haven't played this army for like six years, what's the true value of it? Right? Like if exactly the value of it's what someone else is willing to give you. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Right on. Um, I'm going to go. I think we're going to switch into the the sort of uh, closeout uh, final yep. soapbox moment of the show. Uh, anything you want to? Uh, any summarizing thoughts on like hobby? Because we, we used yeah. hobby as a vessel to deliver other conversations tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, my my biggest thing is that, and it's going to sound like uh, the the motivational uh, Tony Robbins sort of thing. It. It really is like just push yourself. Like if you ever second guess anything that you ever did in this hobby, like throw it to the wind and just try it. Like don't be scared in this hobby. Like don't be scared of ruining something. Don't be scared of spilling something. Don't be scared of screwing something up because that's how you become better at something and 
That's how inevitably you're going to grow in the hobby is by doing it. Yeah, I saw a and great you, quote earlier: "Fail, fail faster." Right, like find right, a way to right. Fail, fail faster. Go on. Exactly, because you can watch a million YouTube videos, but you're never going to do it until you actually execute it. Mm-hmm. And that's always a that's always a big one for me, as you know, just just do just like have that strive to just want to want to take yourself further, challenge yourself. Um, because I see a, a lot of people in the hobby, and it's not like one of those things where I like I look down on people that don't do it because it's it's the pride that you put into it, you know. If that if you know you have your army painted and it's not like commission top tier standard paint or whatever, but you're happy with the paint, then that's fine. Like you did it, you're happy with it. Um, but a, a painted to, yeah, army but, looks a bad painted army looks better than an unpainted army. Yes. Yes, one hundred percent of the time, every time. Especially when you're like you're talking about like the, like we observe the game, like we are the the RTS floating head over the map. We're not zoomed in on them usually. Like we're just out here, right? So go on. Oh yeah, but yeah, I, I mean it's just what yeah, it's just um, yeah, just just want to do better, you know, the next time, and just like mm-hmm. keep uh, just keep researching and keep like adding new steps on, try new things. Um, I got a lot of friends that, you know, there's like, you know, you add another step on or something. There's like, nah, I don't want to do that. It's just like, it's just an extra five seconds, 10 seconds, maybe a minute of your time, you know, to do something yeah. extra on it. And it really does. It, it takes things a long way. It really does. And yeah, dry brushing um, is like cheating, by the way. Really yeah, yeah, dry brushing is cheating. I do it all the time. It's great. Yeah. You learn to dry um, brush. Don't be afraid. Just go yeah, with it. Don't be afraid. It's, it's, it's therapeutic it. too. Like you, you get like... You even like you, you even get to feel like catharsis and fucking up a brush on purpose, right? Like it's, when you're, right. you're janky, you're bad, stupid, stupid, yeah, you just, yeah, you just pound on the model with the brush. It's great. Um, uh, but yeah, like uh, but like that kind of that kind of stuff is it's just super shortcutty ways that you can like really like bring models to life. But like yeah, just look into like the other aspects of the hobby other than just painting the model. Like yeah. they don't require a lot of time. They don't require a lot of expertise. And you can do a lot of really cool stuff with your models by just taking a little bit of time to learn something different. Right on, right on. So, uh, uh, digital soapbox moment. Anything you want to uh, put on blast? Shout out to that. That is unre- any final like rant you got to get off your chest related to or uh, related to Warhammer. Unrelated to or unrelated to Warhammer. Um, I better not see a bunch of damn go tricks. All of you do better at your list building. I better not see a bunch of damn go tricks in the meta. That's my soapbox. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Love it. Um, anything you want to shout out or put on blast? Uh, yeah, I want to shout out to uh, my people in Team Beatdown that decided to show up today. Buckets, Paul, uh, Rusi, thank you for being here. Thanks for your, for your support. Um, I want to thank uh, I want to thank the Mephisto because without I just want to be straight up. You were the first person. You were the first Discord I joined. Like this is gr- this is grassroots. This is back you know back in the homestead sort of thing so like i can't thank you guys enough you your discord has been absolutely incredible it has made me to what i am now um it uh i mean like i, I just yeah like without your guys' support i wouldn't be here like straight up like you really are just like a champion of the community like and i want you to know that um uh, I don't know how to take compliments. That's that well, hey, neither do I. So you better get used to it. <laughs> um, no, I, I um I appreciate that. No, it's it's I'm a figurehead, man. I I like I, I don't mean it as like dismissively as like some like, I'm a figurehead, you know. Or, no, I know I've done stuff, but I can't 
figure out what I have done that I have just like luck sacked to use a, a MTG term to have like just luck sacked my way to just top deck like heat like just this great community that's like surrounded me I don't know what the fuck I've done I'm, I don't consider myself particularly like awesome at any of these things that I'm I'm just but I'm but you're doing but you're doing positive things for the community and that's what's huge I just like, made fun you're of making a shop a little bit like I'm told that that makes me bad that <laughs> community the games workshop that makes you bad yeah uh, all right no i i, I respect no I, I i this discord server like i hear about like discord drama and i'm like huh like we we have like our our spats but like our like we do this thing where we let people actually like talk through the spat a little bit right you know and i think that that helps because if if i if i say like hey stop fighting you're gonna right. hold that energy right Right, and you're just gonna take that energy elsewhere, or you're gonna hold that resentment against the person you had the spat with. And so we do this thing where, like, I just try to make a safe space, like where you like recognize that people's emotional reaction is a valid reaction, right? Like you feel what you can't fucking help your feelings. What you right. can help from there is that second, that second step brain function, the remorse you feel after you were kind of a shit bag, or you know, like I'm. I live that life. I'm the person who's like just kind of always fucking things up on accident and trying to deal with my consequences. Um, so no, I I don't know. The Discord's great uh, in spite of me. <laughs> like, like I said, you've done you've done some you've done, done amazing stuff for a lot of people, but, but you're you're doing good things. So keep it up. Yeah, I'll keep going. Uh, I always understood it as Go Trek. I, I go Got Trek. I, I go with the, the... Got Got Trek. Go Trek. I don't, potato, potato. Yeah, so, we, we already talked about how the English language is fucked because it is right. uh, it is an imperialist. <laughs> it invades other languages and it <laughs> consumes them and takes their rules, too. Um. <laughs> I'm going to take this word and I'm going to make it this. Yeah, uh, canoe. Yeah, it's canoe now. Like, whatever, man. Tennis? <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck to me. To me. Fuck to me. It's tennis now. <laughs> <laughs> I love the English language. It's fantastic. All right, chat gang. Um, all, all I want to do is shout out to y'all. Um, you are the show within the show. You're the reason we do this thing. You know, Thank you so much for watching tonight. I hope you had a fun time meandering through our great journey that covered you know, hobby and history and, and video games. Uh, I hope you had a blast. Uh, more like got wrecked. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I will kill a Gotrick with a hand to dust. This year, that means, oh yeah, that, that means is bucket list. Bucket, yeah, the buckets list. Yeah, that means I gotta like I gotta sneak through the one more because he reduces the death effect to one mortal wound, and then I gotta get he has to fail his his ward save. So I need to get him to one wound and then hand to dust him, and then he needs to fail the ward save. But I'm doing it. I I gotta collect a gotrick with my hand to dust. Like I've got like. I've got, like, a necklace of all the models. I actually have the models on it, like my fucking, like, Flavor Flav chain. Every model I've ever killed with Hand of Dust is on it. It's a fantastic... Yeah, don't have this. This would oh, oh, be the most expensive necklace. That, that would be the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Chat gang, you are the show with the show, the reason we do this thing. Thank you so much for watching this week. Um, we will be back next week. I know I've been dicey with my schedule. Episode 100, the musical episode. Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> all right good night everybody it's not a musical episode i'm lying to you I, that was a lie <laughs> good night everybody i'll catch you later.